Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergot for episode 84 for Sunday, the 18th of June, 2022. In this week's show, we'll be discussing our very first look at Bethesda's Starfield, an update on Final Fantasy Remake Part 2, and another surprise remake. Dragon Dogmas 2 is officially announced by Capcom and a whole bunch of Resident Evil, Hollow Knight, and PlayStation News. As always, I'm joined by Mike. Yellow, yellow. And Swinney. Why, hello there. If you want to check out our links, go to the description of the podcast or video or jump on bigwigpod.com. Community news, Swinney. Yes, we've uh, <laughs> we've had some people out there that are uh, enjoying Mike's antics yeah, on Mike the show. Is. Oh, really? Ah. Yes, well... You- You've seen some of the comments, Mike. People that are, uh, first of all, asking you where you got your fancy digital mask yes, that yeah. you were donning a few yes, weeks ago. I like that. Yes. And I did reply and, to that. Yes. And uh, somebody laughing that you were pretending to drink uh, urinal cleansing, was it? No, that was the technique. You're performing urinal it's cleansing. Cold. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, we've, also, we've also had some people on your side um, in the news segments where we're specifically talking about PlayStation 1. Yeah emulation on ps plus which we'll have an update later in the show saying i'm on mike's side i don't care about ps1 anyway and yeah, also suck it boys and yeah. they're, all, they're also just putting out timestamps so then people can quickly jump to mike's point yeah, which well, i, I like did check everyone. out and it was like oh, I, I didn't give a shit about ps1 ps2 i'm like that's it that's that's what that's what people want to hear now, That's if we were like just talking randomly about this stuff, it was matter the people. <laughs> it was specifically segment talking about it. It was the focus, anyway. Mm, anyway. Terrible, terrible. Well, this week's show we think is going to be a bumper show, so we have bumped the banter section. Yeah. We've not played any games, or we're just saving it for next week, Swinny. Yeah, definitely saving it for next week. <laughs> it for next a, week. There's a lot a of stuff to talk about. There's a lot week, of stuff so. to talk about, and let's just jump right straight into it. Uh, so the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase finally gave us a f- proper first reveal of Starfield. I got the tissues ready, boys. <laughs> so Todd Howard and his uh, sick jacket, quote by Swinney, closed the show by walking through a 13-minute demo showing various slices of gameplay and story beats. It included ship combat and over a 1,000 planets to explore. Unlike Fallout 4, all dialogue scenes will be in first person, and player character has no voiced dialogue. Release date has been pushed back from the 11th of the 11th, 22 to 2023, which we think will be in the first half of 2023, right? Because they kept on saying that everything in the reveals were in the next 12 months, pretty much. Correct. So, correct. Ooh, fingers crossed. So, what, like, Mike, you know, mm. you're, you're a big, mm. you know, Bethesda Studios fan. What did you, what yeah. did you feel? Well, what, were you excited? I'm not even kidding. The reason I have a box <laughs> of Christ. people can't see it on the on the on the actual go, podcast, go, go, but on the video you can see it. I've got an uh, I've got a, I've got a paper towel because I've run out of tissues because I've just oh man, love those, <laughs> love that video. Ah, oh, oh mm. yeah, that's We're all I can about say. Mike's antics. <laughs> <Jeez. Yeah>. disappoint. <laughs> I was not disappointed by that video. Let's just say. 
multiple okay. times. Look, so you're hyped aside, about this. You're hyped. No, old jokes aside, I am not hyped about it whatsoever because I, I don't <laughs> want to fall for that trap again. We all know Todd, Toddy, T-Man. We know what he's done in the T-Man. past. He makes certain promises and then it's like, oh, look, the product's good, but it's not what he promised kind of thing. So People have been I'm, saying that a lot. Like, I, I'm, I'm not seeing many examples of that, though. Well, well, Fallout 76, what are people talking right? about? Fallout 76. No, but Fallout 76. Skyrim. Fallout 76. I think it was Fallout just 76. a bad game. I don't think they. It was like they overpromised with it initially. Like, are people talking like he's like Molyneux? Like, I don't know. He's nothing like. That's what I just don't understand. Like no, 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 no. Like, I, so, I just, I genuinely think it's Fallout 76 and a little bit of Fallout 4, which. Wasn't as well received as Fallout a 3 bit, and Skyrim, yeah. right? It's still a great game. I don't though. think that's it's what that But that's your opinion. Think... It's a subjective thing, right? So yeah, some but people I mean, didn't it's... like it. Yeah, no, but the, the point is that like they went out there saying more than what the game was. And that's what I'm getting at. It's like, I don't understand why, where okay. this narrative has come from. It's more that, I look, I'll, again, all jokes aside, I think it's more that something about it is very reminiscent of No Man's Sky. And I know the whole joke about No, the game. no Man's Skyrim has been going on and on. To me, it looks way... Uh, I wouldn't say way better than No Man's Sky, but more like something to get excited in some ways for me. Um, I'm worried that they might do too much procedural generation, which kind of was cool for a bit in No Man's Sky, but after a while it just felt like I had no incentive to really explore any of the planets. Because they weren't handcrafted, it was completely random, it was just another variation of the same thing. It was a really cool, awesome, chill game. No Man's Sky is one of my favorite games of all time, but... If it's a similar kind of model with this, it worries me a little bit. If there's a ton more handcrafting, then hell yeah, this would be amazing. I just think, how the hell are they getting, what? what is it, like a, a thousand... Thousand planets. Planets across multiple systems and stuff. Can they handcraft all that at this scale? Ooh, but I don't they, they really, they, think so, right? They're not. They already said that Yeah, Like there's a lot of procedural generation, but there's a lot of procedural generation in Skyrim as well. Hmm. Yeah, there is, but it's still, it's still, I think a lot of things are still very much like the actual uh, landmass itself is handcrafted. It's it's a proper map that was that was done. It's not no, procedurally no, generated. Was, no, there was a lot of stuff that no. was procedurally generated in that game. Not as the full map. The full map, it's it's, it's a proper full map. I don't think it's. Mm. I don't know how to put it. I, I don't think the full map itself was procedurally generated. Pretty much every open world game uses forms of procedural generation. Yeah, forms. Like, but I'm talking about I'm talking about to the extent of something like No Man's Sky. That's entirely like no oh, one's look. ever gone to a particular planet and gone. Oh, should actually we need some more trees here and this path should do this. Yeah. You know We're also I mean? like, talking about like. Most open world games didn't have multiple thousands of planets to explore. Yeah, of course, you know. yeah. But that's what I mean. It's impo- well, I would dare say almost impossible with with what we can do and the resources that we have to to focus, you know, delicately on making every single one of those worlds exactly the way they should be. So you know, there's a little bit of skepticism there, but at the same time, bloody hell, it looks good. So, like to me, this this, this is fantastic. You get to you know, captain your own ship, upgrade your own ship in a full proper RPG first person shooter. And the mechanics actually look fairly solid. I mean, it, it sort of looked like, you, you know, Swinney, typical Fallout. It's especially until you upgrade certain skills, you're kind of just aiming blindly almost. Their weapons are super inaccurate. So it felt like there was a little bit of that, but certainly way more solid than something like Fallout 4 in terms of the way the guns feel. 
because it always felt a little janky, don't you reckon? The way you sort of played in normal shooting mode. No, it wasn't Fallout, quite... 4, Fallout 4 was a miles ahead of Fallout oh, 3. Oh, miles ahead of Fallout of 3. But it still didn't feel like a COD or, or a Titanfall of like that really tight, awesome but controls. I never wanted it to. Like It was an RPG with guns. It wasn't uh, a first-person shooter with RPG elements to me. So anyway, like I think uh, on that whole Fallout thing... Um, I think anyone that was ex- expecting this to not be Fallout in space, like, was probably, you know, like, I think just had unrealistic expectations. They mm. kind of said up front that in the past that, you know, like, it's going to be a Bethesda game. It's going to be, like, mm. it's going to be following on from Elder Scrolls and Fallout and everything. Mm. Um, but, I've, you know, not everyone's going to hear those comments in the past. I can understand people not knowing exactly what this game was. But I think you can just say, well, it's Bethesda Softworks. They make their style of game. And I am I I miss playing these games. Like I mm. haven't played one of their games since Fallout Four because Fallout Seventy Six didn't appeal to me. Um, and it's been ages since Fallout Four came out. So I'm I'm super pumped to jump into another one of those worlds. When it comes to the space stuff, I think that's cool, but mm. I that's not my kind of thing. You know, maybe I'll maybe it will hook me and I'll love it, but. There's games out there that already scratch that itch, like your Elite Dangerous and all those games that are obviously designed around um, space combat and you know exploring and things. But I just I just love you know the the clips that they showed of you walking around the towns and speaking to NPCs. That's the stuff that I really want from these games. I think it looks absolutely awesome. You know, it performance wise, what they showed looked rough in places um and i think digital foundry's kind of done a bit of an analysis but obviously they and analyzing a trailer like they're not analyzing a game Hmm. but i think that it'd be i'd be interested to know what this demo was running on for instance you know was it a series x Um, yeah i had that question as well yeah because like you'd expect pc to be a you know a lot more solid performance wise than what they were showing but also yeah Maybe maybe it's good that they showed something that was you know not as not mm. perfect because then it gives people realistic expectations. Because that's a good that, point. Yeah, if that's what it's like, then mm. you know. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, do you? Uh, like, and I think this is the the benefit of just different opinions. I man, I thought like the the demo and the whole reveal to me it was super rough. I was like, shit, man, this game looks rough as fuck. And, you know, this is also what they want to showcase. So they're not going to, like, pull out the shit bits, right, that aren't running Mm. as well, that they hope will get optimised and probably a big reason why they have pushed it out. And I'm, like, watching, I'm, like, you can see the animation. Like, this is not, you know, I'm kind of a bit over Digital Foundry a little bit because it's, like, it almost gets too much in the minutiae for me, I think, for you know, like, where there's obvious frame rate drops and stuff like that, I like their analysis in that space, but... Even for me watching it, I'm like, you know, the the cloud smoke coming from the vehicle when it landed and the animation of, you know, some of the enemies or the NPC, you know, sort of, you know, animals that are on the terrain. And I, I don't know, just like the whole vibe and style of the game really isn't clicking with me at all. Oh, um, and like, I'm definitely going to play it, but I'm kind of on the same page as you, Sweetie. I love sci-fi as a genre in general. But the idea of taking a ship, flying off the planet, going to another planet, doing all that kind of stuff, fighting people in the air, it, it, just, it literally has no appeal to me. 
Like, Damn, I don't know why. So, that's so opposite to me. Yeah, but it's just a, I love a, that shit. a subjective thing, right? Like, of course, yeah. I'm totally happy, like, you know, Elden Ring or Breath of the Wild or whatever, or Skyrim, going across the land. That feels normal for some reason. Because it's it's there's not that weird transition, but going into a ship and then flying off. Like, and I've done this in games before. I just don't like it. Like, I just kind of want to get teleported to the next world and i mm. don't think that's the way this is going to work maybe it, maybe they will have like some kind of system where it's just like you go from one planet you go to the ship and then you can skip to the next planet i'm not sure well, um, do i have a game for you called <laughs> the outer world yeah it's <laughs> literally what happens in it I, yeah. I actually had almost the opposite worry about this that i did not see any scenes where you took off and he went through the atmosphere oh, yeah, to yeah. get no, to they've space confirmed, only, no they've so, confirmed that there is no there's no like surface to to like space transit yeah it's not like no man's sky so you can't actually take off and fly out you can't for instance if you're in space and go straight like and there's like a seamless transition no see that 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 is actually a disappointing thing to me (laughs) because i'm the opposite i'm like i love that experience of fully immersing myself in that world where i get into my ship and i take off and i go through the atmosphere or vice versa. I, f- I love that shit. That's one of the coolest experiences in No Man's Sky. So not having that is a little disappointing, but it still looks phenomenal. So. I think what you're saying, I think, holds a lot of merit um, into with the fact that, you know, this, this game does, that certainly looks janky in, in the footage I've shown as well. But I, that's almost like all of their games that I've ever played have always had an element of that. They've yeah. never looked... They've never looked... F- polished to like an nth degree if that makes sense like mm. especially like even like like oblivion is rough in places and morrowind can be as well and then you get to the fallout games and they're you know they've and skyrim as you know is definitely rough in a lot of places yeah. um still an amazing game yeah. though that's the thing isn't it it is yeah. but i feel like the space element could like expose that a little bit harder like if there's real jank while you're flying in space and stuff like that I don't know, something about that mentally just feels like that's going to be more pronounced. Um, and I also agree with you, Mike. I'm really worried about the procedural generation and the length of the game and the scope of the game. You know, I'm definitely, I'm contrary to what everyone else wants. I don't want longer games. I want more curated games. And when they're kind of coming out and going, oh, it's going to be 20% bigger than Skyrim and all these other things. It's like that's to me is not a selling point. That's like the opposite. I'm like, does that mean you're just going to generate stuff and then put some finishing touches on it? I'm like, that's just not that interesting to me. Well, with that, I actually, I actually like the fact that there's more, not less for this, for the specific reason that if there was set, let's say 40 planets, Mm. I'd feel like there's got to be content that I have to see on Mm. everything. Whereas if there's a thousand, I know, look, there's obviously going to be key ones I go to in side quests and stuff, but a lot of the rest are probably just going to be optional things to get resources and stuff. So I'm like, no, you're never going to expect it to go visit a thousand planets. So it almost like comforts me the fact that, you know what I mean? It's like the Mm. fact that there's more means I'm probably going to do less. Mm. Does that make sense? Weirdly. How about if there's an achievement to visit all thousand planets? (laughs) Oh, well then, yeah, of course I'll be doing that. Bloody time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hope he does that. But look, like like this game is like would you would you say that it's the most hyped game at the moment that people are waiting for? Um, I'd have to think. Breath of the Wild two. 
Look, I'd say Breath of the Wild 2, maybe God of War Ragnarok. You mm. know, there's a lot there. I think there's some games that are on that level. I don't think, I wouldn't say it's the most hyped, but I'd have to kind of it's go back there. and think about, oh, yeah, it's up yeah. there. Them saying it's like the most anticipated RPG of all time in the showcase is uh, that was a very much, very much a lot of wank there. So. Yeah. I mean, you could mount the argument to say that, but I don't think it's definitive. You know what I mean? Hmm. But um, yeah, like, like the last question I had was, unless you guys had anything else, was do you think the release date will slip beyond the first half of 2023? Look, it's always possible. Mm. Um, I think I think they really need... Xbox don't have a holiday game now anyway. They really need to get this game out because this is the one that's going to kind of almost like hold them up through to those other games that are on the horizon because it's not going to be games like Redfall that are going to do it. No. You know? so, no, definitely not. Yeah. How about you, Mike? Do you think it's coming out or? I, um, no, I, I mean, I think they've already delayed it a fair bit, so I'm confident it will be coming out mid or early to mid 2023, but at the same time, do they need to rush it? I'd rather have a more polished final experience, you know, than have to do that because I know I'm going to get a day one. It's, it's inevitable. I'm probably not going to pre-order it because I don't pre-order games really anymore but unless they have really cool special editions or something yeah, exactly that i've learned my lesson but i mean you can just play it on game pass why would you need to pre-order well, I, it? yeah because if they have a really cool edition of some sort i probably okay. would pre-order something like this because that's just how i am but the yeah uh, at the same time I, I it's the kind of game that you know and from the history of these games they've always had pretty good bugs at the start so I'm kind of expecting they will, but if they can bake it a little bit more and learn from previous experiences, that that would also be good. So, yeah. I, I do wonder, though, if people will be so forgiving, given that it's on Game Pass. Mm. So it's not just fans of Skyrim, you know, Bethesda-style games. It feels like everyone's going to have a crack at this game. And, yeah, I just kind of wonder, like, with the, the, the hit to their reputation with Fallout 76... Plus then, you know, they just make janky games. Like I played Skyrim 10 years after it came out and it's still janky as hell. Like I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Like, you know, has anyone seen these bugs? And it's like the whole game's full of bugs. Hmm. So I, yeah, I do wonder about the launch of the game and just how janky it is and how people will receive that. Like whether, I feel like they've almost given them grace because their games are so good overall to have the bugs. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it lands this time. All right, well, let's uh, move on to another game that was highly anticipated and covered quite early in the uh, Xbox and Bethesda session. And that was surprisingly, after years of anticipation, memes, and Nintendo Direct disappointments, Hollow Knight's Silk Song finally got a new trailer at an Xbox showcase. That was a big surprise for me. So, Silk Song was announced back in Feb 2019. And updates have been few and far between. It's developed by Australia's own Adelaide team, Cherry. And we don't know when it's coming out, but we think it will be the next 12 months based on uh, Microsoft, Bethesda, you know, the showcase is kind of like everything is meant to be in the next 12 months. So how do we feel about this, boys? Well, you know that uh, both Mike and I, you know, getting off on the wrong foot here, and not huge <laughs> fans of Hollow Knight. Uh, but this trailer was great. Yeah, um, it almost kind of made me go. I, I think I need to get back to to Hollow Knight because I was Same. about like five hours in or something. But um, but I mean, yeah. Look, I'm 
honestly, the biggest thing for me is I was just so happy that people got an, an updated trailer that was yeah. wanting this. Mm. That was the biggest thing for me. Yeah, like having some news and kind of getting that sense that, oh, it is going to come out and it's not sort of been altered beyond belief or anything like that. Because originally it was just meant to be DLC to Hollow Knight, like a little spin-off. So it's, it's you know, obviously expanded out. And, you know, just what do you think about the fact that it's going to be on Game Pass day one? I mean, it's amazing because Hollow Knight mm. didn't come out on Xbox right away. It took a while to, to actually get there. Um, it's a that's obviously a huge huge coup for them. It got got leaked a little bit early, which is a bit disappointing. Uh, you know that the sites were started reporting on all that stuff mm. like a day before the showcase. But yeah, it's I mean, if you love Hollow Knight, why you know you can and you've got Game Pass, and it's a no brainer. It's freaking awesome, yeah. So we should I should probably clarify. I, it's not that I am not into Hollow Knight. I'm just not particularly great at it. So I got you're, really you're far just trying to it. get you're just trying to make sure the fans are on your side. No, still. no, 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 nothing That's to do with huge that. Huge fan, nothing like, to do with that know. because I played that game. So I start I started <laughs> it once, got I have no idea, maybe a third of the way through, and then I stopped. And then I started it again because I really appreciated the game for what it is. Mm. And I think I'm guesstimating about three quarters of the way through until I put it down. And unlike other games of its kind, I just never felt like I was particularly like, good at the game. If that makes sense, yeah. Like I, everything about the game was really solid. I think I just sucked at the game. Certain mm. certain moves and certain the the way you had to execute certain things just didn't click with me personally. But at the same time, I totally appreciate the game for what it is. If that makes sense, yeah. To the extent that I have this like slight temptation and this thing in the back of my head that's been irking me that I need to finish that bloody game because I love Metrovania games. You guys know that, I would... and it's one of the only ones I never finished, and so, it's annoying me. I was thinking about this this week, Mike. That <laughs> we joke all the time that your favorite genre is Metrovania Souls inspired Souls like. Yes. basically a mix yeah. of the two. Basically, this and game. Hollow Knight. Hollow <laughs> Knight ultimate. is one of the best things. I know. Exactly. I think it's the ultimate exactly. one. I think it it's the ultimate. Pretty much one. the ultimate. So I, I don't just don't get it. This is why it irks me. It really seriously irks me that I haven't finished it. Yeah, I know, I know what it is, Mike you got to get good you gotta I, get that's good. all it is that's all it is i'm not good at it i just am not good at it hey can i just say what i like this week is that we look like a line like starting yeah. up from here <laughs> i noticed down that's hey, i noticed that last it's so much more noticeable this week that i just look tiny compared to you it's guys, awesome so. but this is our relative heights so i'm the tallest and then mike's second and then Sweeney's yeah, the shortest yeah, of the group bullshit. i think you and i are the same height i think we're all exactly <laughs> the, same <laughs> the joke is that yeah we're, i think we're all like exactly we're the same height. exactly the same yeah, pretty damn the same now my speculation is my speculation is that they think this game is going to come out before Christmas. And it's to your point, you know, and for people who just watched the clips, we just spoke about Starfield. Uh, check out the channel for all the rest of the clips on uh, our coverage. But I, I think, you know, there isn't a big holiday game. So having Silk Song in October, November, if they think, you know, maybe they don't want to commit to that date, but if they're talking to Team Cherry and going, you know, what's the possibility here? Can we pay you extra? If you hit this date, game day one on Game Pass, man, like that's a big coup to me for Xbox. Because mm. again, like I always look at the day one thing and it's like, that's pretty compelling, man. Because if you're going to go buy that game or it's on day one Xbox, you're just like, shit, that's almost a subscription right there for however many months, right? So I don't know. That's, that's my idle speculation. 
that I think I'm just trying to check. Like, did we actually have confirmation of platforms at this point for Hollow Knight Silk Song? Yeah, because I can't see any confirmation for PlayStation. Uh, I've I've definitely seen for Switch they've had uh, like they repackaged the ad. So I'm seeing confirmation for PC, Switch, Xbox, but I'm not seeing any confirmation for PlayStation, which sucks. Um, I hope that's not the case because. It sucks to be on the other end of it when Xbox is the one left yeah. out as well. So nah, it definitely won't come to PlayStation at the start. No way. Because you, like straight away, Nintendo. Oh wait, am I wrong about that? Actually, Oh, no. Actually, sorry. I'm, I'm, I take that back. I thought I saw a Nintendo. Oh no, no, they had it ages ago. Obviously, the announcement trailer of yeah, Simpsons. yeah, yeah. So yeah. you don't. I don't think they'd rescind that. That'd be a bit weird. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's on Switch. It's yeah. more the PlayStation one. Um, but, yeah. you know, they'll they'll get it eventually. It'll be like a one-year deal or something like that. So, hmm. but yeah. No, I don't know. Like, do you think that's viable that they could be releasing it this year before Christmas? I think so. Um, but I also don't... I don't know much about Team Cherry myself, so I don't know kind of in the past how long have they kind of taken from, you know, like the fact they haven't given us a release date yet. I think is to me a bit telling because I just I just don't know enough about their kind of turnaround in the past. So yeah, but I think also they would not want to put a date out there because their fans are so rabid, and it's a small team. It's like three people, right? Like that would be so annoying, you know, just getting people coming after you all the time. So I don't know. Like my speculation is that they're going to be releasing it this year. They just don't want to say it. So we'll see how it goes. All right, let's get jump into the other highlights. Uh, so while there weren't any earth-shattering, other earth-shattering reveals, the Xbox Showcase did have a few surprises in store. Here they are. Here are our, sorry, non-Starfield and non-Silk Song highlights. So check out those clips if you want to see our coverage on Starfield and Silk Song. Uh, first up is one that I'm super excited about: Hideo Kojima's Cloud Game with Xbox Game Studios. So Phil Spencer introduced a short video of Kojima talking about the cloud-driven title. Uh, Kojima, quote, It's a completely new game, one that no one has ever experienced or seen before. I've Good waited with the B-roll. <laughs> yeah, I've waited a very long, day, long, long time, I think it was, when I could finally uh, start to create it. So there's also a rumor um, it's going to be called Overdose, starring Margaret Quayley, is that right? I'm mm-hmm. not sure. From Mama uh, in Death Stranding. I think actually the overdose thing is because, I, like, post this, uh, Kojima said he is going to be working with PlayStation. And there's always been, like, murmurings that, you know, he's he's working on multiple titles in his studio. So I don't think this is the overdose thing. I think this is the overdose thing. I think they're okay. also working on Death Stranding 2. I'd see. I don't even know if they're working on Death Stranding too. Like, I, well, or at I least heard... new co- or at least new content for Death Stranding. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought they said I don't they think were. So no, Norman Reedus but... said that he's we're working on the second one, but he never played Death Stranding. He doesn't even know like what the game is really. Like, no. so he's super unfamiliar with it. So I reckon he could just be saying, "I'm working with Kojima again." You know what I mean? That like, blows my yeah. mind, man. I don't think I could ever be in a game and not play it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Dude, there's people... like, whoa, dude, that's me. What the hell? Wow, that's Especially you, <laughs> like when you are the you feature face of the whole yeah. bloody thing. No, but know? dude, there's like it, this blows my mind even more. There's actors who don't watch the films. Wow. So like Harrison Ford is like, oh no, I never watched uh, Force Awakens. Well, <laughs> 
<laughs> to right? be fair, to no, be it's fair, still, dude, that's kind of crazy. I never listen to our podcast, so I can kind of um, see that. So just there. just getting back on topic, like a lot of the reports I'm reading are pointing this to be. So what what's your what's your idea with this not being the cloud title overdose? No, I I think like the overdose one from what I. And again, I hate going into the rumor mill territory, but that seems to be more of a horror-based thing, right? I don't know. Like, I, all I know is that I was just reading stuff, leading, especially this week, because there's just been, like, so much of the, the show, like, everything about um, this week leaked ahead of time. Mm. Um, and there was some stuff, people out there saying stuff that obviously didn't happen as well. But I just, yeah, I just remember, like, just reading stuff that was pointing that. But look, it is what it is. It's a name. It's a person in the game. We don't know what else that really alludes to, that whole overdose thing. Um, I think this is this is really cool because if there's anyone I could trust to come up with a really neat concept for using cloud technology in a game, it's Kojima. Like, given how he's used hardware in weird ways, yes. in 4-4 mm-hmm. breaking ways... And remind us well, of the most, probably the most famous, but one of the earliest ones with uh, Metal Gear Solid. Psychomantis. Yeah, everything to do with the Psychomantis um, fight in, in Metal Gear Solid 1. But like, there's lots even in Metal Gear Solid 4 that people don't even remember. Like mm. That game mm, is just has so many weird 4-4 breaking stuff in it. But look, I, yeah, I've, I think cloud technology and gaming is so we haven't even gotten close to what it could do for in terms of just cool stuff so. i don't think we've done, ever done anything this is like this is why well, i was flight, really flight simulator i think is the probably the best example of that <sighs> yeah a little bit but that's like that's so you know honestly that's like pong right like yeah sure you're moving yeah. paddles and there's two things but you know like people really haven't spent much time thinking about how they could take advantage of everything living on one computer and you're just tapping into that. Like that to me, like that's why I actually was excited about Stadia originally because, you know, people actually leaning into that, you could make some really interesting new experiences. Mm. And I think that's where games always excel, that you can do things that you can't do anywhere else. Um, and it's an interactive medium. So for Kojima to be like super passionate, he's had this idea in the back of his head for ages. I always find that these auteur style people, if there's something rattling in their brain and then they finally get a chance to do it, it's always like spectacular. And it could be spectacularly bad or awesome as well, but you just find that like they get so passionate about it. And I'm super interested in what this is going to be. And it feels like it's a long way away. Feels like it's a long, long, long way. Yeah, there's nothing announced on it. Yeah, the only thing I I have to add is Margaret Qualley reminds me too much of my mother when she was young, and it makes me oh, really God. uncomfortable. Mama, and she's called Mama in Death Stranding, and she's called Mama, which is really <laughs> bizarre. So I'm playing Death Stranding. I'm like, oh my God, this is just weird. <laughs> Mama, mother, <laughs> mother. Oh God. Um. Yeah. No. No. I'm. I'm super pumped about this and. Honestly, this is like, I, I'll say this. If this is only playable on Game Pass, I'll resubscribe to Game Pass to play this game. That's how, like, excited I'll be about this game coming out. Uh, other big news, and kind of a bit of a surprise for me at least. I didn't know if this was rumoured or whatever, but Riot Games and Game Pass. So Riot Games uh, titles are joining Game Pass. Yes, all of them. So League of Legends as well as all the champions being unlocked, League of Legends Wild Rift, again, all champions unlocked. 
uh, Legends of Runeterra, Foundation Set Unlocked, Team Fight Tactics, Little Legends Unlocked, and then finally Valorant with all the agents unlocked. So on a fresh account, at most, these inclusions could cost up to 1500 US dollars. Uh, so League of Legends Wild Rift also marks the first mobile-only title to be avail- uh, added to Game Pass. So, But th- these are all still PC, or mostly PC, right, Swinney? So Wild Rift, I believe, is mobile-only. The rest, uh, yeah. some of them are PC and mobile. Um, now, that's on a technicality in, in terms of the first mobile Game Pass title because the games are free-to-play. So it's more, okay, it's an inclusion in Game Pass. It's so... Yeah. It's just, but to me, when I, I was, this completely came out of nowhere for me and I'm not a fan of these games. I've, I don't no. think I've ever played any yeah, of their, I don't think, their games. Don't Valorant, think Valorant, a, a Valorant, <laughs> Valorant, well, Valorant's the closest one. That's, that's, that's like, you Hero know, shooter. That's, that's a shooter. Yeah. Um, but it's like, this came out of nowhere and to me, this was in terms of new announcements, probably the biggest one on the show for me in terms of. Oh. The impact it would it can potentially have because the community for these games, especially League of Legends of Valorant, are just absolutely massive. And the fact that essentially, you know, for anyone that's jumping in on a fresh account to say, well, you, you can either spend these, you know, like piece by piece and, you know, take forever to unlock or whatever the amount of money it takes, or you can just sign up to Game Pass. Like it's a huge, I think, get for this. Now, it could turn out to be much of nothing, but. I think this is a pretty big power move from from Microsoft to align with Riot Games, considering how big they are. So, yeah, look, when I first saw the Riot Games stuff, I was like, "Oh shit, are they are they going to get League of Legends on Series X?" I was like, "That's kind of crazy if they do that," mm. which wasn't the case. Um, but I, I sort of don't really understand this, and maybe uh, I don't know, Swinney, do you understand the technical detail? If I've already got a League account and I've would have made a lot of purchases. Did, can I like unlock, you know, the champions in league that I may not have unlocked, but still retain my own account? You know I, what I mean. I mean, I imagine you'd, you'd be able to because okay. otherwise, I'd be have a lot of very unhappy current. Well, players yeah, that's that, what I mean. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah, I think it would just be the case. You know, okay. they're not going to be able to get discounts based on stuff they've already purchased. But yeah, yeah, of course. That that fifteen hundred dollar amount. That's I I really emphasize the at most because mm. there's. You know, I'm not familiar with these games and all the methods you can go to to unlocking a lot of this stuff in 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 different ways. But there were people out there doing calculations that if you essentially did the bare minimum and essentially just purchased, you know, f- f- like the almost like the wholesale price, not the wholesale, but like the RRP price, mm. then it's essentially getting close to that amount, um, which is a wild like amount of value for people that are into these games. That's a really good amount of value for into those yeah. games, yeah. Mm. And, but it would be, I think, uh, you're right, like if they turn around, I think Valorant, for instance, Valorant on Xbox would be, you know, like a, a really good thing for them to get eventually because oh, yeah. that makes sense to me more than, than a MOBA. But um, yeah, that, I think it was a really big announcement that I don't really care about, but I well, care about enough to talk about. So. I'll definitely play Valorant. Like I, I don't mind hero shooters. It just, they've never fully clicked with me. Like I've always tried Overwatch. It's closer to yeah, but it's closer to like um, Counter Strike than Overwatch. Yeah, but that's a positive to me. That's a positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and like honestly, the whole operator thing is the same as Rainbow Six Siege. It's like I I feel like I just missed the boat, right? Like I keep trying to play Rainbow Six Siege. 
but there's so many agents to unlock and I'm like, I'm not going to spend, you know, $200 unlocking agents and not doing all this stuff. What are you doing, Mike, by the way? <laughs> Mike for, just for people who are listening ripped to the a hole audio. in his t-shirt. <laughs> On camera, ripped a hole in his t-shirt. <laughs> Sorry, my cat put some holes in it and then I kind of made it a bit bigger. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just checking as well. It does seem like you're able to link your account. Hmm. So, which makes sense, right? That'd be insane if they didn't allow you to do that. No, because the thing is, like, just like the EA stuff on PC, like, this is all going to go through Riot's, like, infrastructure for yeah. this. It's just you'll obviously just link the account, as you yeah. said. So. Yeah. So you wouldn't play Valorant with me, Swinney? Look, you, you, you struggle to get me to play games I want I know, to play. I <laughs> hey, I haven't said this, and this is a terrible place to say this, but I got, I got Smash Digital. So finally, now I'm playing more. Why is it terrible? That, that's okay, isn't it? Oh, it's random. It doesn't make any sense to say this right now. And I pre-ordered Splatoon three digitally. Oh, that's the first time I've ever pre-ordered a digital game. If and it comes so up with weird discount? disclaimers. Yeah, there was like a what? discount, but it okay. comes up with weird disclaimers and timing. It's like you have like it has this diagram, and it goes, "You have to cancel your order one week before for it to be valid." Otherwise, you can't cancel it and all this other shit. It's like, Here so you hard. are, give me shit for pre-ordering a Kimco <laughs> digital game. <laughs> no, but this is like, come on, Splatoon 3 is not going to be bad. We know that. So, uh, And there's reasons I'll explain after. Anyway, uh, huge news for me. I thought this was really, really awesome and kind of crazy and also ruins one of my gifts that I gave Swinney last year, for sure, is Persona 3, 4, and 5 are coming to Xbox and Game Pass. Hmm. So Persona 3 Portable is coming in 2023. Persona 4 Golden is coming in 2023 as well. But Persona 5 Royal is coming on the 21st of October 2022 on PC and console. I'm like, hmm, yeah. this is kind of cool. This is kind of crazy. Yeah, I think um, this really blew up. Like I remember reading the reactions about stuff that was coming out of the show and this was one of the biggest ones because... Yeah. People have been wanting this to come to PC in some form, and I yes. think people are really, really happy to also learn that it's it's also confirmed for Steam as well as uh, Persona Three, I think, because it was only Persona Four Golden on Steam. I yeah, believe. correct. That's right. Yeah, and also the all the games will be available on PlayStation Five as well. So, which is I think this is all round great, yeah. except for Switch owners. Yeah, well, they kind that, of got screwed a little bit. Well, that was the funny thing because there was a retailer that posted an image. And it, like they had a pre-order for Persona 5 Royal on the Switch. And I'm like, there's no chance that it's coming, like at least anytime soon in the next year, let's say. Because they would have just announced it post this. You know what I mean? Like just as they did with Steam. So I don't think that's happening. But I, no, it's mad. It's, it's really I good news. I wonder if the eventual hopeful Nintendo Direct, um, maybe, <laughs> they'll, maybe they've been told to not mention the Nintendo Switch it's also come to switch so that they can Nintendo can announce it there. Maybe. That would be great. That would be the best case scenario, I think. So, hey, look, I know like I'm a bit more of a Switch stan, but for some reason, Persona Five Royal just seems like such a perfect fit 
for the Switch. Yeah, I don't... Like, such a perfect fit. The fact that it's not, it wasn't already on there, all the previous yeah. games, just, you know, they, they put Shin Megami Tensei Five on there as an exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. And they don't put the bloody Persona games, you know. It's... Oh, man, Japan, yeah, it's different, you know. The way Atlas, is, Atlas is different. Well, Atlas is definitely different, man. Like, Atlas has always been like that, you know. Still, Atlas games, like, from the SNES era can command like insane prices because they only sent like a thousand copies to Europe, <laughs> you know, and like it got sold out first week and that was it. You could never buy it from there and you'd never be able to play that game back in that era. It's like unbelievable. Um, no, but I thought this is huge, but what does this mean, Swinney? Cause I, like I selfishly, I bought you from my memory anyway, Persona 5 Royal for the PS4, given that you had a PS5. Mm, I remember that. Yeah. Now, have you played that? I have not played it yet, no. And you'll never play it. Let's be real. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what the uh, the version of Xbox is like, and who knows. Like the thing is, I generally don't replay a lot of RPGs, but we'll see. <laughs> Probably a good we'll idea, <laughs> given we'll how long see. they are, especially so, Persona Five. Yeah. Are you going to follow a guide when you play Persona Five? I have no idea. I haven't even thought about that. Uh, okay. But <laughs> you've got to play just, it now that it's an RPG yeah. coming. And I'll Xbox. just say there was a listing uh, a while back. It may have even been late last year or early. Maybe it was early this year that for Xbox of Persona 5. So it's good. It took a long time for yeah. it to actually reach the actual announcement. But we obviously didn't know the other games either. So No, it was an awesome announcement. And you could tell when the really cool announcements were coming because Phil would be the one introducing them. So he introduced this, and he also introduced the Kojima one, (laughs) which I was like, I don't know if he introduced anything else, actually. I think it was just those two from my recollection. Um, And then also we had uh, Cocoon. So it's a new puzzle puzzle game from the ex-Playdead designer, uh, Yepi Carlson. You reckon that's right? I'm glad you're saying that. I'm glad you're saying that. (laughs) So this is going to be released 2023 for PC, Switch, and Xbox consoles and Game Pass. I This was one of the favorite things I saw on the show, just because it looks so different and just looked fun. Like <laughs> I'm just waiting for Mike to say anything about that imagery that we just saw on the B-roll. But... Yeah, no, Mike, get back to your T-shirt, please. I, please. I have a um, clean mind, thank you very but much. But just this <laughs> idea of you're, you're walking around with these, like, orbs that then mm. you can like seems like you go into them into different worlds and stuff it's just a real it looked cool unique and fun and that's all i can ask for for this mm. kind of game i think it's very like everything coming from these people you know behind limbo and inside just is very stylish oh yeah like it's unreal like they're just real like because there's another game that's coming from the other side of play dead right Yes, uh, which is also really stylish as well. So I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, yeah it's but that's cl- looks closer to inside. Yes, um, yeah, it's more sort of side scrolling thing. Cannot remember the name of it. Yeah, is, uh, Somerville, Somerville. That's what Somerville. It is. That's right. Love yeah, that logo. Yeah. yeah, no, I like the logo as well. It's really simple, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's really effective. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, yeah, like yeah, it's one of those things. These these type of games. There's so many of them now. It has to be. So outstanding for me to go, okay, I've got time to play this. But that looked like, I've never played a game that looked like that before. So that's what really stood out to mm. me. Like it actually didn't look like, it looked new, you know, which is, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the art style looks like um, Tunic. That's, that's sort of, kind but of I'm what saying I, the exactly game, but the gameplay yeah. didn't look anything no, like that. Gameplay's different. That's what gameplay's I'm talking different. about. Yeah, definitely yeah. unique. No, no. It's really cool. No, no. And then finally, 
Ravenlock. Yes. I'll so, wait for this one. New action RPG from Echo Generation developers Coco Q. Wait, wait. Coco. How do you say this? So, it's, no, I, I misspelled it. It's Coco Cucumber. Coco Cucumber. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Coco Cumber. I'm like, I don't, what is this? Coco Cumber. Um, yeah, so this is releasing uh, 2023 on PC and Xbox consoles under Game Pass. So, Sweeney. Yes. So we on the show, I was very vocal about uh, Echo Generation. Yeah. You know, leading up to the release, I was talking about how much I was looking forward to playing it. And then when it came out, I had fun with it. It had a lot of greatness to it, but it was also very flawed. Mm. But in there, to give Coco Cucumber a lot of credit, they did actually fix a lot of the issues that people had. You know, the, oh, okay. initially... The fact that you couldn't continue on past the, the like the point of no return, the fact that it was really unbalanced in the beginning, they actually addressed a lot of those issues. Um, hmm. But the different thing with this is, by all accounts, this is an action game. Now, I don't know if it's specifically an action RPG. It, I imagine it is, but Echo Generation was turn-based or like a Paper Mario style. So I'm I'm really keen to give them a, a second shot on this. Hmm. Um, it's, it, this looks cool. Yeah, it has the same similar weird kind of like pixel voxel style that Echo Generation did. So, and the, yeah, it's pretty quick after the, the Echo Generation only came out like late last year or something. So it's pretty soon after, I think. So it must have been in the oven for a while hmm. before that. Right? Yeah, they might. Yeah, maybe they got two projects on the run hmm. simultaneously or something like that. Uh, was there anything else outside of the Xbox highlights that we haven't whacked in here? No, I'll just say the last thing is just the thoughts on the show itself that I I stood up and I watched it and as soon as they announced Which, by it, the way, just for people who are like, because we have a lot of US people, it was like 4am in the morning for us yeah. to watch it and, live. And as soon as they said every game in this showcase is coming in the next 12 months... Uh, my anticipation or my expectations really dropped there because you know you're not going to get many massive new announcements at that point. But with Xbox, look, it was bound to catch up to them at some point because over the last two years they announced so many new games that are still on the way that you just can't keep adding to that pipeline so much. But I feel what was really missing from this show was a a lot of third-party heavy hitters. Now, they did have third-parties represented but it was like diablo it was kind of like games that again they weren't new reveals and i think that that was really missing for me it's like you didn't have something on the level of um because i think Elden ring i think the very first trailer i think was at xbox i think mm. the very first one was oh, the very first trailer. the very first trailer so i fairly certain it was but anyway that you didn't okay. have any new third party so mm. i was a little disappointed there but there was a lot of cool stuff shown overall so Mm, it's weird because you're the Xbox stand, but I actually, to me, I'd almost like say this is like a nine and a half out of 10 because I was so sick of Xbox just hyping up new games and, oh, here's this game that's coming. Oh, here's the perfect dark, blah, blah, blah. And when they were like, oh, this is going to be almost all gameplay coming out soon on Game Pass. I'm like, and pretty much everything's on Game Pass is on PC and like console, like Series X. Mm. I'm just like, fuck. This is good. I like this. I was actually like, weirdly enough, the opposite of you. I was like so happy. I didn't stay up to watch it. So I think if I'd stayed up, maybe I'd be a little bit more wide like you because it's like, yeah, for sure, you're not going to get any major new reveals. But they did a lot of really smart things. Like even for me, you know, the flight sim update, 
and how they're going to have, uh, like, from Halo. Not, not the Warcraft. What's it called? Yeah. What's Pelican. the Halo ship called? The Pelican. The Pelican. The Pelican, that's it, yeah. And, uh, man, like, they, they fucked up Halo Infinite so hard, but I, I, I'm shocked at how much nostalgia I have for the Halo series, even just playing mostly just Halo 3. When the music kicked in and, like, it started to pop up, I'm like, fuck, that's so cool. <laughs> like, I was, like, fanboying out on it. I was like, damn, that was cool. It's just, they had, like, lots of different things. Like, I don't play Sea of Thieves. I've never played one minute of it, but I love that trailer for Season 7. Like, really, really well executed, really, really funny. Diablo 4, like, I'm guessing it's going to be by the time it comes out on Game Pass, right? Like, they couldn't confirm that. That's but... what I was wondering, too, yeah. yeah. They didn't confirm it or say anything, but possibly, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, so. too. And I think it's cross-platform as well, so you can yeah. play with people on PC. I mean, um, I think that decision will really rely on, you know, like, obviously the acquisition coming yeah. from yeah, the timing line yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. The, um, the Pelican, by the way, uh, to to those... It's, it's already out, so you can already fly it, I think, is a, yeah, yeah. pretty much right after the um, the announcement. Um, it's really cool because apparently you can hover with it. So a mate kept sending me shots of different houses and stuff that, or different places <laughs> that I know of. Because you can just fly That's to it and just funny. hover and stop. Which normally in a game you can't because you can't, they're planes. You can't just, you know, stop mm. a plane in midair. But you can't, no, uh, I think you, you can. You can go, yeah, you can because you can go into drone, drone mode. And yeah, stuff yeah, because like I've done that before, yeah. Yeah, but the problem is my plane was still flying while I was in drone mode and then it went and crashed somewhere. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, where's my plane? <laughs> <laughs> so now, like, overall. Like, I think they did a really good job. Uh, to me, out of all of the presentations, I think the PlayStation one was the strongest. I know that wasn't, like, technically, whatever you want to call this period of time, not E3. But um, I think that was the strongest. But I honestly think the Xbox showing was up there with the Sony one. Just didn't have the exciting sort of new reveals and things like that. So, all right, let's move on from Xbox and move into Final Fantasy VII. We had the 25th anniversary showcase and Square Enix gave us some massive updates around Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 and another completely unexpected remake. Uh, so they showed the first trailer for Part 2, which is now called Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It'll be coming to PlayStation 5 next winter for the US. So, what timing is that for us? Like, I, why do you think I just wrote that? Summer yeah. for us in... Wait. I'm oh like, I can't God. be bothered figuring this out. It's very late. Next I'm just going to write that. Okay. So, it's yeah, it's like it's six months away-ish. Uh, and no, no. I believe it's not talking about this winter. I think it's next winter. Oh, wow. That's a huge gap. That, that was games. my understanding, but I could well, be wrong. Well, it's summer right now, so next winter. But that's what I'm thinking, like, not the upcoming. It's oh, the, that was oh, my take. But Yeah, I that would, makes sense. Yeah, so like sense. towards, so the, end, towards of the, the end of next year. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so the end of 2023. Fuck this, yeah. like, seasonal shit. I know, I'm so over it. Just oh, say Q1, so Q2. Come on, man. Or late. Simple. Just say mid yeah, or just late. Or early, mid, late. That's it. They miss these dates all the time anyway, so... They should just say ballpark, end of 2023. Maybe they do this because then they can say, oh, no, no, we meant next is <laughs> next year. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. So they also confirmed that the remake series is now a trilogy oh, and sense. Rebirth will still make sense if people begin at that entry. And have got to have a damn hell of a recap. If that's yeah, that's a, good recap. <laughs> that's a good recap. That's a good recap. And Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade is now also available on Steam. 
and mm-hmm. six months that was six months after the Epic Game Store launch. Uh, I'm actually like pretty hyped about this, to be honest. I, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 hyped that it's a trilogy. It looks like they've gone pretty hard, and it looks like it's going in a bit of a dire- different direction to the mm. original Final Fantasy VII. But uh, how are you feeling about it, Swinney? So the fact that they're going in a different direction means they've got a leeway, a lot of leeway now to not have to show do everything that the original game did. Yeah. So if they choose, if they want to skip sections that maybe people don't, then not everyone's favorite section. Mm. They can just say, well, it wasn't part of this new direction they're going yeah. with the story. Um, and because the question was always, how the hell are they going to replicate the amount of locations and story beats that all the games have in, like, when the whole first game was just Midgar? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that it's very easy to do that with a new direction. And I think the title is fantastic. I'm so glad they didn't call it Remake Part 2. I think the yeah, yeah, it's mad. One yeah. is a great one. And they already used the reunion title for the game we're about to talk about, but I would have probably called the third one reunion. But we'll see what they call the third one eventually. So, well, let's let's uh, let's speculate. <laughs> let's speculate. Well, like, what do you think the chances? What do you reckon they're going to call it? The third one. Uh, I don't know. It has to have an R. It has to start with an R, doesn't it? Oh, no, it's going to be RE for sure, right? Mm. I mean, it's very square if they don't do that. Actually, they go remake, rebirth, and then they just say something else. It's, pr- it's probably going to be a word that doesn't exist, like, um, what was retard? <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Like, revengeance, you know, like... I had a good one solid. before. Yes. Revengeance isn't a real word. Revengeance is not a real word. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> when have you ever heard the word revengeance outside of know, Metal Gear Solid Rising? <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm going to say... Or Metal Gear Rising. Reform. Reform. Yeah. I don't know. You put us on like I would have actually had like a brainstorming session before the show. <laughs> we I have no this. idea. But uh, <laughs> reunion would have been perfect. They can't, not bad. Use, they can't yeah. use that now. So that's not uh, bad. Uh, and yeah. also, hey, this is the middle part of the trilogy. So this is the Empire Strikes Back, right? This is this is where they can go super dark. It's I, I'm I don't know, man. I'm I'm hyped about this. Look, the I think the middle part of Final Fantasy VII is is pretty damn solid. Uh, so that makes sense to me that this might be a strong entry. But I say that as someone that still hasn't played the first one, I'm likely going to wait until all these games are out to play them. Um, or and when at least... they come to Game Pass. That, dude, but <laughs> well, that's what I said when the first one came out. I go, I'm just going to wait till the trilogy yeah. comes out and I'm just going to buy all three at once. But obviously, I still have hope that they will eventually chuck them on Xbox. It seems unlikely at this point, but who knows? Who knows in the future? Um, it's on so. PC, so who knows? Mm. Well, yeah, the way it's all working, it feels like they will come to Xbox eventually. It's just how long you get to wait, right? Yeah, it just given outside of the online titles, like the fact that all recent Final Fantasy mm. games have generally been on, on Xbox, and we'll talk about one in a second that's also on Xbox. It's like, it's just weird. It's obviously the relationship with Sony and the, some, some good money there. But yeah. Well, I think, I think Final Fantasy VII, and I actually think this is very good marketing from a PlayStation brand perspective. Final Fantasy VII is so linked to the PlayStation brand, like Seven itself, right? Yeah. Like even the story about it going from '64 to PlayStation, everything like that. So, I think like them paying extra to lock it in, even as a console exclusive, timed exclusive, to me is just like a genius move. Like that's worth the money. Like, and it doesn't seem like they're paying that much for it potentially, but 
Yeah, it might be uh, after the third one comes out, like maybe 18 months after the third one comes out, comes out on Xbox. Well, they, they said they've started some production on number three already, so... Interesting. But that surely that's going to be like four or five years away. I have no idea. Well, well, given longer, that, right? given this one is, is still a year and a half away or yeah, something. So. Yeah, it could be like six years away. But I'm glad that they did that because the first game, they went so crazy with it mm. that I'm so glad that they didn't just drop the ball and go, shit, this is like too much. Like, let's just make one more. Like, three seems perfect to me. So, yeah. uh, and let's talk about the other announcement that we want to talk about, which is uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, which would have been a good title for yeah. <laughs> the last one. So, it's a complete visual overhaul of the 2007 PSP spin-off with full voice acting and new musical arrangements coming Q123 on all platforms. Yeah, this was... There were some people saying that this apparently had some rumors this was happening. I had no idea. I mean, um, yeah. And I never had a PSP, never got a chance to try Crisis Core. It is actually well regarded. Mm, pretty good um, game, yeah. Yeah, and like what they've done graphically is crazy. Like it's, I don't know for sure, but it looks like it's running on the bloody same engine as Remake because it's like the models. Oh, all I don't the reckon it's as good as that. <clears> not me. quite as good. Yeah. Uh, but like it's, it looks good. Don't get me wrong. It's like, it just like, I don't know. Like that. What a, what a, it's clearly not the original engine. This is basically like a Demon's oh, yeah, Souls approach, you know, cause it seems like um, battle system wise and voice, like even the voice lines and the cutscenes, like it's all like a one to one. It's just a complete visual overhaul in that mm. way. But uh, I think this is awesome, uh, and I'll finally get a chance to try Crisis Core. So yeah, it's an important part of the story as well. So hmm. no, it's really cool. I, I saw this on Switch because you know I subscribe to a lot of Switch channels and things like that, and it was popping off, and I was like, whoa, okay, that's that's really weird how they're releasing this. Really confused of what they're releasing and not releasing on the Switch these days. Um, but it does feel like the Steam Deck is becoming now the platform of choice to show off. Like even, I know we've already passed a bit, with Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, they specifically are like, hey, it's playable on the Steam Deck. <laughs> like that thing is getting so much traction, it's insane. I can't wait to get some pre-order in Australia in two years from now, Mike. If that. <laughs> you reckon, you reckon it's going to be longer than that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm super pumped to get it. I really, really am. It's probably going to be version two or three by then. So nah. by the time we get anything, nah. Valve doesn't iterate those things that much. So we'll see. We'll All right, see. let's get into something that Swinney was a bit excited about. A bit. <laughs> so after years of waiting <laughs> and weeks of teasing, Capcom have finally officially announced that Dragon's Dogma Two is in. Development. Do you want to? Do you want to take it away, Swinney? You're very excited. Do man. you need the box Hell of tissues? Yeah! Yes. <laughs> um, look, we there talked we about go. this a few weeks ago on the show. The fact that they were doing this whole 10th anniversary thing, then we're like, okay, all signs are pointing to Dragon's Dogma Two. All the previous leaks from Capcom and Nvidia were saying that Dragon's Dogma Two was happening, but we hadn't heard about it yet. Um, then we knew that Capcom had a showcase lined up. Uh, for you know this non E3 week, and in that showcase they had a segment for Dragon's Dogma where they said, "Hey, check out our video later in the week that's going to have like a bit of a deep dive into the history over the last ten years of Dragon Dogma." So I think knew at that point, look, they're not going to have a special video without mm. something for it. So 
what they did is um it was a cool it's actually a really cool video if you're if you know you intro dragon somewhere because it talks about the director hideaki itsuno and how the previous games he's worked on then influenced the eventual thing that became Dragon's Dogma. Like he talks about working on um, like rival schools and and all these games, and Devil May Cry and Street Fighter, and how that influenced together with his love of like traditional like Dungeons and Dragons and things. But the the funny part to me, and this is becoming his thing, that towards at the end of the video, like okay, special announcement. Then he unzips his jacket, and then the two other developers that work in the video also unzip their jackets in a really like ridiculous stylized Cringy. camera cuts, and they had t-shirts that said Dragon's Dogma Two on it. So, <laughs> uh, so basically, the only thing we know about Dragon's Dogma Two is the that we got a logo for it, which is always nice. Um, but the fact that it will run on the RE engine, which is expected because basically all of Capcom's games these days, including Street Fighter yeah, 6, Street Fighter, are on right. the RE engine. So It's a good it's, damn engine, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. It's um, a freaking good engine. I I mean, it'll be. this is an open world game, and I don't know if they've done an open world game in that before. I'm not sure. I can't remember if... Um, was it, was Monster Hunter Rise on the RE engine? I think it was. It is. It is. It yeah, is. so I think that's the closest thing. Yeah. I don't know what engine Monster Hunter World was, but... um, Not the RE engine. Yeah, so but look, this is this is awesome. What can I say? There's not much to talk about other than the fact that I love Dragon's Dogma and I'm so super pumped to play more. Um, we probably won't see it for a long time, but at least we know it's happening. It's really it, have they changed the genre? I mean, the game looks amazing. The the characters look super real, but is it like just set in the office with a bunch of people hey, like, you're an idiot. have they it's changed a, the genre i don't i don't understand what's going anybody on anybody watching probably saw my face change there as i realized what mike was doing um, i didn't get it at first either it, it is not a capcom development office simulator no oh, okay no. again uh, for, for mike for people because people listen to the show only don't like necessarily watch it good we're, we're showing the b-roll of all the dragon dogma 10th anniversary stream and there's a lot of talking head in it. So I have to say, like, when they're showing Street Fighter 2, man, that game, that, that fucking game is so good. Oh, like, yeah. that, I, I, now when I really think about it, I, I find it really hard to not put that in the top 10 games of all time for me personally. It's so influential to me cool. as a kid. Mm. It's just like, fuck, I love that game so much, man. It's so nostalgic for it. When I see it, I'm like, damn, man, that game is so fucking mm. good. But anyway, um, yes, very happy for you, Swinny. Very, Thank very you. happy for you. Thank you. Congrats. But we have zero idea of when this is coming out, right? <laughs> All my hard work paid off. <laughs> Can it, like, last thing just on Capcom, though. They had a lot of announcements. I mean, we're about to jump into something next. Why the fuck did they not just have Capcom Showcase? Like, that's strange to me. Yeah, I I wonder they just look think about it like there's so much many more people watching a state of play than they're going to watch true. a Capcom showcase. Yeah. Um, and I think with Dragon's Dogma they wanted to tell that bit of a story lead in, which because otherwise I'm like, why not just announce it yeah. the other thing? It is weird, but man, they were on a tear um, this this season this summer. So yeah, out of well all done. the developers, it feels like they're the firing on the most cylinders out of anyone, right? Like on. And, you know, Sunbreak's coming out, Monster Hunter Sunbreak, but they haven't even said what the next Monster Hunter game is. And I'm guessing it will be more like, you know, PlayStation 5, Xbox series. I think that game is going to be fucking huge. Like Monster Hunter 7, will it be? I'm not really sure no like, how idea. they're going to classify it. All right, let's jump into... 
the next bit of Capcom news. So Resident Evil. So as expected, Resident Evil was a focal point of Capcom's showcase this week, but they made more than just the RE4 remake. Of, they had more, sorry, than just, I'm like an anchorman here, uh, than the RE4 remake up their sleeves. Uh, so first they announced the gold version or DLC of for Resident Evil Village, which contains Shadows of Rose DLC. Uh, it takes place after the main story, played in third person. Uh, third person mode for the main campaign. And additional characters for, well, is this mercenary modes? Yeah, uh, mercenary Chris Redfield, modes, yeah. Heisenberg, and Lady Dimi. Wait, well, you say this word because you're, you're. Wait, is it is Romanian. it actually Heisenberg? Uh, well, they don't pronounce yeah. it like Romanian pronunciation. But how game, do you do properly they? say it, Mike? Dimitrescu. Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah. Uh, so it's coming twenty eighth of October, and I then R E verse multiplayer title will also begin service on twenty eighth October. Mike, you oh. are the Resident Evil man mm-hmm. here. I am. Are you excited about these, these well, updates? Kinda. I mean, I mean, third-person campaign. Like, I think I, I've said on previous episodes that I like that it's switched from third-person yeah, to yeah, first-person, yeah. so I'm a fan of the new format. But at the same time, it, it'd be interesting to kind of play it in first-person again, uh, in third-person again. I don't think I will because I've gone through the campaign. I, I've, you know, I've done everything you can possibly do in it, I think. But the DLC, on the other hand, could be really interesting. So I'd love to... To, to get my hands on this one. Um, I, it's something about the third-person perspective in Shadows of Rose didn't... I don't know. It's not, it, it didn't feel quite right. I don't know why. Just mm. something about the, the way the character was moving and stuff. But, hey, it could just be the way the scenes were. I have no idea. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this. I never actually played the DLC for... Uh, village. So uh, one Resident day, Evil Seven. I, you mean Resident Evil Seven? Sorry uh, for Village. Uh, for Resident Evil Seven. So I do actually want to go back to that one too, and 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 play it. Finished obviously the the main campaign and everything. But the problem with all of these games is you play the main campaign, finish it at launch or something, and then in the release these DLCs a while later, yeah. by which stage I've moved on, and I'm like, oh, do I need to like? Do I, is it a completely separate thing? Is it at the end of the game? How do I get into it? And I just never bother getting in, getting into it, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but I'd be keen. I'd, I'd definitely want to see what it looks like, at least, in, in third person. So, well, it's kind of funny, because they're also making the VR, like PSVR 2 version of Resident Evil Village. So you're then going to have, like, three yeah. specific ways to mm. play the game. Like in third person, first person in a VR mode. VR would be the best though. I, oh man! I think so I'm good. gonna hold out now because I'm uh, like, I'd be super uh, like sad if PSVR two doesn't have a PC mode. I mean, it's totally might not have a PC mode, right? It's possible, but I probably but... will get it anyway because I just I I refuse to buy Oculus. I fuck Facebook. I hate Facebook with a passion. With so. The... <laughs> With the third-person mode, I think that like, it's such a cool thing for them to do. Even if people, mm. not everyone's going to mm-hmm. want it. Obviously, you have to pay for it. It's not a free update or anything. But so few games have ever done this. Now, you've got like Grand Theft Auto Five added a first-person mode, you know, in uh, like the re-release. Was on the... Skyrim? Like first-person and third-person? Yeah, so that, that always had the ability. But yeah. oh, not many it? other oh, games okay. added later mm. the ability to play the game in a completely different perspective. Because mm. it changes um, quite a bit. I mean, the game is designed for a certain perspective yeah. that it's not as easy to just change it. Yeah, just yeah, think no, about they'll probably have to redo certain animations, mm-hmm. you know, especially when enemies like, grab you and attack you and stuff. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And also what they announced was next-gen versions. So uh, they announced <laughs> next-gen versions for RE7, mm. RE2 Remake, and RE3 Remake, which all feature <coughs> 4K and ray tracing options, improved frame rate, and 3D audio support, I'm guessing, on the PlayStation Pulse headphones or whatever the headphone setup that you've got going on on the PS5. Uh, one note, though, any owners of the previous gen versions can get a free update on PS5 and Xbox Series consoles, excluding if you got, I believe it was RE7 through PS Plus, which is mm. kind of interesting. They've done this a few yeah. times, but then also rescinded it a few times. They yeah. did this with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then they actually changed their mind later down the track, which was really weird. There is another asterisk to this, and if I'm not mistaken, a few people complained about it. On platforms like Steam, I think, it forces you to the new version. The problem is the system requirements are different. They actually higher. changed their mind on that as did well. Did they fix that finally? Yeah, they already, yeah, they already reversed it. <laughs> I yeah, mean, so for now people it's an option. that don't have now that kind of system no, no, to play it, it, it doesn't make sense to force people. It makes sense that it's an option, yeah. Yeah. Because it'll kind of make a game almost unplayable. Well, yeah, for ways. some people, they couldn't play the yeah. game. So a game that they had bought <laughs> with their own yeah, system well, requirements was pushed, pushed out to they couldn't play it. I need a new it. GPU for the <laughs> for this game. The crazy thing, those games already looked fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah they did look pretty So the fact there. that they're even better now is... is but this is what... This is, this is like perception of... of the visual quality of games is really fascinating because I remember when I was playing Grand Theft Auto V on the 360 and that game looked phenomenal. I was like, oh, I was blown away. This is incredible. Mm. And then I got it again on the Xbox One and I actually played them out of interest back to back. By the time I got the Xbox One, I also had a different TV, so the TV was nicer and whatnot. Holy moly. I totally forgot what the game actually looked like. Like, what's in my brain and what I thought the game used to look like was nothing like what the game used to look like. It looked so much more janky and, and sort of pixelated, and even the mm. animations didn't feel quite as, as good because it was kept at 30 and all this other shit. It was a really surreal experience because what I thought I remembered was nothing like what the game actually used to be. And then when I... Um, I very briefly tried... To, I didn't do a comparison, unfortunately, between the latest version playing it on on Xbox Series X and then going to the previous one because I've also got an Xbox One. And even that felt like slightly janky. So I'd love to see the 360 and see what the experience is like compared to playing the experience all the way up to the Xbox Series X. Because everyone's like, oh, it's the same game. Well, it absolutely is the same game. But the actual experience of the game feels totally different. It's it's bizarre. Mm. And, um, you know, like that, but it's like, it's all relative, right? Because I remember when I first, it was like 1997, when I saw a DVD player for the first time and watched a movie on a DVD player, and I was like, damn, man, this is insane. This is so exactly. fucking clear. Yeah, I remember The Matrix. <laughs> oh, like, I was like, holy shit, this is incredible. And oh, dude, when, you go in, when you go on from VHS or TV to that. Yeah, uh, but dude, like yeah. the resolution of a DVD, generally, like the States, it's like 480p. It's really <laughs> Which crap. is yeah. fucking well, mind-blowing. It's, it's mind-blowingly bad. But the yeah. thing, I, dude, I vividly remember going, yeah. this is like Same. the clearest thing you've yeah. ever seen. But, but remember, yeah. we're, we're also, that. many of us were watching those DVDs on CRT TVs. Oh, 100%. You know? Mostly so, CRT in yeah. Australia, especially. Flat screen was like early 2000s, mostly in Australia. So yeah. 
Yeah, that was crazy. Although, you know, there are benefits of the CRT, which we don't, <laughs> won't get into. Yes, here. there are. There are benefits of VHS, which I definitely don't want uh, to get into. No, right I don't. Now. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I, I think that that's a bit of. That's like cassette tapes. I don't. You could, you could write on the there. side of it. That's about the benefit of a <laughs> VHS. Right. Well, okay, fine. Whatever. You could take porn <laughs> on top of it or something. Well, that's like what that. I was saying. Yeah. Hey, anyway, my, just because just, my... yeah, just we're running so quick. That, that actually happened where I was watching. Not, not the porn bit, but. I was watching a movie with my uncle and it was like a war movie, right? We're just watching and watching it. And then out of nowhere, and this was from like the equivalent of Blockbuster. I think it was like Video Easy for here in Australia. Out of nowhere, it was like this big fat Greek guy at a wedding, like da, 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 da. And then it flashed back <laughs> straight into the war scene. And we were like, <laughs> and we were kind of like just chilling out, not really paying attention <laughs> to the movie. And we're like, fuck, what the hell just happened? Rewind it, rewind it. We kept on rewinding it. It's like... How did this even happen? How did how did they record over this? I didn't like, think you could. Two but I, seconds well, on a commercial. It's supposed to be protected, yeah. but you there's ways to manipulate it. But yeah, I just yeah. couldn't believe it. I was like, just that's the, the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Because yeah. I was well, starting uh, to think, is that meant to be part of the movie? <laughs> Maybe that, it was. That's funny, but that also reminds me in uh, my Year Twelve Media Studies class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, the the class was <laughs> studying a Blade Runner, and uh, we were watching it in class on TV. And then suddenly it cut into some, uh, let's say, <gasps> pornographic <gasps> material. And the teacher had to, to very quickly That's run up brilliant. to stop it. And to this day, I have no idea whether or not that was called by a student or by the teacher. And uh, it's, it's very funny. <laughs> that, that is happened. awesome. Maybe with some homemade stuff. Oh, yeah. Which teacher was it? Do you remember the name? <laughs> no. Yeah, let's not next segment. Teacher. Next segment. Uh, All right. Let's okay. jump into it. It's something I'm excited to talk about. Uh, so the new and improved PlayStation Plus service is finally launched in the US. So what do we know? What's the latest? Uh, the full list of games are available over at the PlayStation blog. Resident Evil Director's Cut has been added to the PS1 list, making it a whopping 13 games available. 13? 13, wow. 13 available on PS1. But this is the interesting part. See, we had 50 hertz shitty PAL versions for Japan, Asia, I think everyone just assumed... No, not Japan, not Japan. Really? So we had it for uh, Asia. Japan okay, had Asia. 60 hertz. Yeah. But I think people still thought, eh, 50 hertz, that's pretty likely in in US. They're coming out in the US and they're 60 hertz. So now, next week, we'll find out. So the 23rd of June, like what happens in Australia? Now, I'm going to be so fucking pissed if we get the 50 hertz versions. We're going to get the we're going to get the 50 hertz versions, man. We are, we're going to get it. We are, we are Europe, according uh, to PlayStation. Oh yeah. god, it's so horrible. People don't speak French here. We don't give a fuck about the other languages. <laughs> we don't need the foul versions, oui, motherfuckers. Oui. We don't speak German. We speak Nein. English <laughs> and other languages. Ich nicht sprechen Deutsch. We're not European. Oh. Ah, oh, yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you rate the chances, uh, Swinney, that we're going to get Pal? I reckon seventy percent likely yeah. we're going to get Pal. Uh, so the Pal fifty hertz and mm, 30 percent will get the uh, we'll get the good ones. Damn it, man! Um, Damn it. Just, I reckon fifty fifty. Fifty yeah. just 50, on 50, 50. on this whole uh, the, the, lib- the library. So apparently, the with the games that are added up in in the US, it now is apparently around 700, but that just makes me wonder, like, but that marketing copy of 700 games, was that 700 only in these regions? Because no. 
did they update those games into, you know, like Malaysia and the Asia regions? Because they got screwed if they're going to have like wireless <laughs> games in the US. I know Japan Japan has a whole bunch of games that, for instance, isn't available in the US yeah, versions. Good, yeah. And a lot of these are PS3 streaming games as well, uh, which obviously we won't have. So we're, we're never going to have 700 regardless. But it's, it's it just feels like really shitty if they're, if they're not up to 700 in all the regions um, that have, you know access to the streaming but what, what mm. i still don't get about it is who walked away thinking there's going to be 13 playstation one games that when they is the biggest load of shit now obviously <laughs> they're going to increase the ps1 games on there because like i like some of these games yeah. but that as a like the representation of playstation one is just shocking like yeah. zero to twi- no twisted metal playstation one games you know there's they added Resident Evil, which is at least a well-known PlayStation 1 game. But there's no Ridge Racer, so they have, you know, nothing uh, like that. Independence Day? I don't mind that. <laughs> no, there's but, some, um, like, PlayStation game? games I'd love to play, like PS1 mm. games. But also, like, where the fuck are the PlayStation 2 games? Aren't they well, all just remakes on PlayStation I 4? I don't think we're ever going to get normal PlayStation 2 games, man. What? I don't think we're going to. <laughs> I this, think, oh, I think it's just going to be those ones that got released on PS4. I think so. But that's so weird. Like, I'd love to be wrong. It. I don't know. The whole thing just seems like a total clusterfuck. I don't understand. Mm. It, like, I understand them merging PS Now and doing all that kind of stuff, but the way they've done this is so odd. And also, it's just, by the way... Exactly. What? Okay, I was just reading it quickly. So, yeah, they are. They're just the ports of the PlayStation Two games that have been ported to the PS Four. It's really strange. Now, to to like flip back on away from the negative side, like there yeah. are a shitload of good PS Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, games that's true. In this service, like a lot of great games. Yeah. Including a lot of like Eurojack RPG games, I love and stuff. <laughs> so it would be, I'd be a hypocrite to say that you know um, there's not great games in there. I think it's just those elements we talked about that are a little disappointing. But for you, it makes a lot of sense because you don't have a huge PlayStation library or a penis. Um, <laughs> why? What? Mike, 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 all right, the, what's can, the, what's I, the I'm going to stop. The, I'm going to stop the show right now, right? <laughs> What I'm going to break down the mental decision making that Mike has when he decides to to throw that comment out there. Well, what came to your mind? Why did why did you? Your penis came to my mind. And but I'm like, wow, why do really you that relate big. that to the PlayStation PS Plus library? I'm just trying, I'm struggling to understand, man. Like, help because me out Because in here. my brain, I guess I relate the world the word big with penis. Thank you. So no, but the, no, we were talking but, about how small his collection is. Yeah. So do you have a word no, association? I'll, I'll just small take, I'll take that as the interpretation of why he thought about it. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, Honestly, you, you've know. actually you've given him right. a, a pot shot, and then you've actually complimented bonk. him. I think when I was a kid, bonk, I was uh, dropped, dropped on the head, dropped on the microphone, on the head in a Romanian barn or something no. like that. Um, yeah, okay, but like, are you going to subscribe to this next week, Sweeney? Uh definitely not next week. Definitely they need to add. Week. They need to add more. Um, the classic games into talk me and the thing is right you don't have to pay for the tier that has the classic games but no. you are specifically paying additional amount to play those ps1 and ps2 games and there's just like it's it's really poor the ps2 games if you're okay with the ps4 versions aren't too bad but yeah, like it doesn't PS4. make any sense actually when i think about it more like when we talk about australia we're paying more not as much as the us let's be clear 
So you know how there's going to be three tiers, and yeah. I've always forget the names of the tiers. They're horrible because it's named differently in Australia deluxe, than it is in the US. Premium. It's extra. Extra. Premium, and then I believe deluxe in the US, oh, and then right. <laughs> something different in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to look it up. Um, yeah, no, I think deluxe is the the one we get. Um, oh, is it? Oh, so what is what is the US then? I'm just trying to find when we had all. Don't the say it's premium the for the top tier one, is it? Uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome, actually. Man, how long ago did we talk about this? Oh, wow. um, oh it is called premium. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's essential okay. shit. Essential extra essential, premium. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So deluxe is our <laughs> ours is deluxe crap, crappy third tier without the street. Yeah, but so what do we get? Oh, so we don't get PlayStation Three because that. The, the the premium tier for the US is like the classics collection and PS3, right? So basically we're paying, we're, we're paying an extra $20 a year if we <laughs> want to play those PS1 and PS2 games. But the PS2 games are the ports to the PS4. It's bullshit, man. In, but in saying that, I mean, it's bullshit, but there's also games in there I do want to play. Sure, but not like, but, I don't know, man. I never, never in a million years guessed... It was going to be 13 PS1 games. Like, that is so farcical. Like, it's unbelievable to Mm. me. And I thought it was going to be, like, dozens of PSP games. It's, like, one PSP game so far, right? Mm. Fucking crazy, man. When you say we're paying $20 more, what do you mean? Is in direct currency conversion or how? No, no, that's literally Australian. So the extra, the second tier, the one that gives you access Ah, to the PS4 and PS5 games... $20 $20 on top of that gives you access to those PS1 and fake PS2 games. Okay. Yeah. Like, the biggest thing for us will be if they have a native solution for PS3, that would be a total game changer. Uh, I think that'd be a game changer for everyone because we know that not everyone's got internet connection to be yeah. able to handle the streaming worldwide as well. Yeah, so. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Mm. So, yeah, hey, uh, look, I'm super intrigued. Like, number one, are we going to get 50 hertz? Or 60 hertz. If it's 50 hertz, fuck. If they never change that, I'll never subscribe 60 to please. it. What would happen with, with, with our 60 FPS TVs? You watch the, the Digital hertz. Foundry things. It's like everyone's got 60 FPS TVs. So it's no, but janky. that's what I mean, yeah. Like, so well, it would they, they, having 50, wouldn't it? No, they, yeah. Well, they put frame blending in and all this other kind mm, of stuff. Yeah, it's, but it's so stupid. Good. They have versions yeah, of that run at 60 exactly. hertz. Exactly. No release sense. the bloody 60 one. It makes no sense. Yeah. And then, like, the last story is a little bit of a unique one for us because it's a bit more rumour, which we don't really mm, get into. We don't normally rumour stuff. Yes, but uh, rumours are swirling this week that a pro-style controller mm. is in the works for PlayStation 5. So freelancer and notable insider Tom Henderson wrote about the story on tryhardguides.com, very notable website, uh, and will reportedly include removable analogue sticks, Trigger stoppers and back paddles. I'm going to go remove his mm. tag from the social description of <laughs> this uh, clip. <laughs> Why? Hey, you, you, and, you go you out and attack and people. Try, you bag and try, tryhardguides.com? I literally uh, have never heard of tryhardguides.com, have you? They haven't heard. No one's heard I of have us. not. No, but yeah, I can't back right. something exactly, I haven't heard Exactly. No one's of. heard of us. That's yeah. fine. I'm fine if they go, who the hell are these people? <laughs> My mom heard of us. Hey, dude. All right. You're going you're gonna, to... Tell her about it. You're going to defend these people? Roblox is their main thing. They got Roblox. No, I'm not going to defend them. I'm just removing Tom Anderson's Twitter tag from that description. (laughs) (laughs) Look, the biggest thing at the start is like, this is not a big website. So this is definitely super rumor territory. But 
man, I'm like, I gotta say, I'd be like pretty amped if they release a DualSense Pro. Was this something you'd consider getting, Mike? I know that you got no. the Elite. Ah, oh, really? You burnt, you burnt on these controllers. I'm burnt with the Elite, yeah. And I also, I can't for some reason. I waste a lot of money on a lot of shit, but I can't just justify two hundred and fifty dollars for a controller. Back pedals, man. That's, Back that pedals. That is effectively. Well, it used to be proportionally higher. It was almost 50% of the cost of a console with the Xbox, right? Now, yeah. one of these things is like, okay, it's a third. But still, yeah. it just seems like Well, you're lot. assuming and it's going to be 250 Well, I'm just assuming it's, you know, the premium product on par with, with the Xbox sort of pricing and stuff. And look, great controller, don't get me wrong. And, and totally awesome having the pedals at the bottom. They're, they're yeah. super handy. Um, and... I'd love to have one. I just think the price point to me was always just way too high for. What but haven't is. you bought multiple of these elite controllers? No, I oh, I, I went to two of them because I, I got them when they first came out, and I got unlucky and managed to hit a really beautiful batch where the first one had some issues, returned it, uh, got it again, and then the second one I think the button was getting stuck or something. I forget what, and I went, "This is a premium product, please." Yeah, yeah. So I just went, "Fuck it," I just returned them completely. No, that's fair enough. And Swinny, could you play on the Elite controller, right? Yeah, so I I I love the Elite Two controller. It's been great for me on Xbox. Um, I didn't try ever try the original one, um, and I know the Elite Two definitely has notable stick drift issues. So I got a good long extended warranty with that one. Nice. Um, I'm keen to see if this is a thing. Um, mm. How good it is, because while I'm while the play, the dual sense is a fantastic controller and I'm really impressed by it from a technical perspective it's definitely like I it's not my style of controller especially the stick layout and stuff honestly I'm actually in the market trying to look for ones that are more like oh. the the Xbox layout just cuz honestly when you're used oh, offset, to yeah yeah when you're used to that it's almost like it feels like I'm straining my thumb obviously Way more people use a PlayStation controller than an Xbox controller on, well, at least playing consoles and stuff. So it's more a me thing. But I know it would never happen, but I wish you could. <laughs> I wish the, this yeah, controller you could, could later in, swap yeah. the actual spot. That would, be it would never happen. That'd be insane, actually. But, That'd um, be kind of cool. But this would be cool. And I think this is honestly Sony. This is something Sony probably should have done a while back. Um, obviously, they did the whole back pedal connector thing. Um you know, having that part and parcel of it, you know, their their audience are willing to pay good money oh, yeah. for PlayStation products. So, sure. yeah. Yeah. Sure, yep. yeah. I've I, been using the PlayStation controller for quite a bit going in between and I find once you use each one for let's call it an extended period of time, I I can pick any of them up and it just feels normal. It feels hmm. natural. Uh, it's just about the muscle memory in the end, I think. So if I get a PlayStation controller now, it felt really weird when I wasn't using it originally for a while. But now that I started using it more frequently, I just randomly pick whatever controller, whatever game I'm playing, and it just feels natural. Mm. It's, it's mm. weird. And I think it's just a muscle memory thing for using it for a while. Yeah, I'm more I'm more used to the PlayStation style with dual stick for, for me personally. I, so I agree with you. I think the biggest part of it is that you know, having the face buttons, but so many games requiring you to have both finger, uh, both thumbs on your analog sticks is the biggest flaw in yeah, how like, we use controllers. Like, you can't run in Dark Souls or any of those games while moving or, the camera. Well, dude, annoying. like being the weirdo that I am, my dual sensor is sitting right here. I would play like Elden Ring yeah, like this. 
like all the time, like claw grip, like I'm fucking animal, right? I'm like, where's my damn back button? I want, I want these buttons here. Because that would be revolutionary to me, man. It'd if I could awesome. just go, yeah, boom, I wouldn't really need to take it off. But I was yeah. like, literally, I got so good at doing this, like that it didn't, I was like, I was like playing it like this. Because then I could manipulate <laughs> That's a double claw grip, double fucking you know, claw grip. <laughs> the great thing as well on the, with the paddles on the the Elite Two controller, so I can set because there's two paddles on each side. I think oh, on the PlayStation One that's is amazing. that is that you set one as left stick up and you set the other one as like the run button. Left stick, you can do left stick. You can put Damn. any stick orientation, so you can just hold it. Whoa! So you just you just hold the two you just hold the two Thick. buttons, That's and then you crazy. can run forward. It's almost like an that. MMO how you can set them to auto run forward. It's almost like that, but obviously you have to hold the button. Yeah, but yeah. Because we all have the Hori Split Pad Pro, right, for the Switch. Yep. Yep. Yes, because that has a back button. Switch to something else. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But you can only use buttons on them. Like you can't use like sticks. It's basically or orientation. a macro button. It's a macro kind yeah. of button. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, no, that's you, annoying you, to me. <laughs> you can you, yeah, you can basically say okay, this is left stick left or Damn. right stick right and stuff like that. That's crazy. Um, dude. I don't. I think you can map. I don't think there's any limit to what you can map. I think every input um, can go on there. I'm not sure about the Xbox like guide button. I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, maybe anyway. not. Yeah, yeah, because um, you know I'm a fan of the back buttons on the. DualShock 4, but you couldn't map it onto like left stick up. Like that wasn't an option. It was all buttons. I don't even think you could do D-pad up. I'm, I'm almost certain you can't do D-pad up in the back button thing. So, I don't know. That there's also something like a shift button. So I think you can have one like as a, a modifier. Button. Yeah. And then like basically each paddle can wow. be two different Sick. functions or something. Whoa. So, yeah, it's it's weird. I haven't that's played around cool, with that man. stuff, but yeah. Damn. But that's the kind I'll of be stuff into that, that shit. <laughs> I think that's the kind of stuff that this. Let's get, get back to this. The PS, potential PS Five one would probably do because the, they'd see how Microsoft's kind of implemented some of that stuff. Mm. Now Microsoft usually kind of go a bit like crazy with that, but I think it makes sense for them just to go okay map any input have potential different like sets like i don't know how the paddles worked but you can have up to like multiple profiles and you switch between them on the fly and stuff as well so yeah on the dualshock 4 you could have three profiles yeah, but you could yeah. only you only two buttons two back buttons oh total. there's only two I yeah yeah, okay. yeah yeah so like still and handy they were, but like one thing is because the back buttons on the elite they're very thin right they're very thin yes. yeah aluminium i think yeah, yeah, they're, but yeah, it, and they're, they're magnetic. They're just like it's more in, just the yeah. point that they're really, really thin, cool which I I don't know. Like I'm not sure how, you know, when I think about the way I play, would I be able to consistently hit them? Because the one thing I kind of like about the DualShock Four back button is it's just big chonky button at the back. Mm. Like it's pretty much impossible not to hit it. They're positioned pretty well, but the mm. good thing is you can just say, okay, well, I'm only really using the mm. one of the two on each side for this game so i'll just unclick the other two yeah, the just unclick them. that's so yeah. cool that because the that. controller does feel heavier with them on mm. certainly so well that's but, why you pay the price for it. <laughs> the last thing more. the last thing that i'll say about it because i do get where you're coming from mike for me this kind of thing is like the perfect gift it's like i'd feel guilty paying 250 dollars for a fucking controller but it's like if someone gave it as a gift like my birthday or something like that i'm like 
oh, okay, you know, that's a that's a nice gift. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds makes no sense. It I think I've ever bought no anyone sense. a gift for 250 bucks for their birthday, including myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm wired on this what one. What did Swinny get? Let me talk about this thing. What is what the is Viking? The Viking controller. This is what? the, uh, the oh, this modified. This is the super macro one. This I'm is a modified 360 macro controller with the multiple yeah. different buttons on the back. Oh, geez. the multiple buttons on this the front that are custom made. This was something like in three hundred and something dollars. Whoa! Originally, is this the so one you wrecked? 360. No, no, this isn't the thing I wrecked. But oh, the okay. unfortunate part about this is that um. The it's software, a 360 controller. The, the, I think the company's closed down, so the software's hard to track down. Oh, last time that I tried sucks, to install. dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunate. That's, that's, that's the only thing about those niche kind of products. When you buy them and then like you can't get something mm. like that, it's such a pain. Yeah. And also, I can't use it on the like Xbox One or anything without the, an adapter. So, uh, but mm. yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, look, I'm hyped about this. Like, I actually think, per- I know that people shit on the DualSense a lot. I think it's a real like premium controller. Like I, I have the DualShock Four and the DualSense on my desk, and it just feels super premium compared to the DualShock. So I couldn't imagine they make a premium version of this. Oh, it'd be premium. It'd That's be good. I don't know. It's kind of a no-brainer to me, and I also don't have an extra DualSense, so it's an excuse to go. Well, oh, you know, mm. I need two controllers. Come on, of what course, am I? Yeah. A peasant? <laughs> I'm not a peasant just because I have. <laughs> Holes in my t-shirt <laughs> from your cat. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, let's wrap up the news. Uh, so as we do normally, we get Swinny to say a bunch of shit. I think he's written in here um, in just one single minute. So Swinny's sick of doing this. So he's instead of moving from one word extra a week, he's now moving five words extra each ambitious. week. So he's at when I'm 210, 210 words. I think saying I'm sick of it is a bit much. It's more like I just felt, <laughs> feel like it's dragging on. The... How long have you been doing it for? I don't know. It's probably right. four months or something. Yeah. Like, it's also it's we've had breaks amount. and everything. So, yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. So as we do, uh, Swinny, whenever you're ready, I'll flip on our Super Metroid one-minute background. Mojang have revealed Minecraft Legends, a new action strategy game. Obsidian have announced Pentiment, a mystery game set in 16th century Germany. Team Ninja have also revealed a new game called Woe Long Fallen Dynasty. Suda51 of James Gunn's Lollipop Chainsaw is getting a sequel from Dragami Games. Stalker 2 Heart of Chernobyl has been delayed to 2023 due to conflict in Ukraine. Survival hit Valheim is coming to Xbox and Game Pass. Overwatch 2 will be free to play and contain no loot boxes. 343 Industries has apologised for the accidentally offensive Halo Infinite cosmetic rele- uh, released in celebration of the US holiday Juneteenth. An internal investigation, Activision Blizzard claims that they didn't ignore any harassment issues bullshit. Sony's Fire Sprite Studios moving into a new Liverpool office 10 times their original size. Ubisoft have released a free standalone version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla's educational mode Discovery Tour, while Valhalla will also be getting a new roguelite mode in a future update. Flight Simulator is getting a 40th anniversary update, including helicopters and gliders, and the Pelican from Halo is also available free. Pokemon Snap is coming to the Switch and online N64 library, and due to review bombing, Diablo Immortal is now the lowest shooter rated game on all of Metacritic. Oh, that was pretty close. <laughs> I looked at the last thing. Like, That's pretty yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. close. <laughs> Damn, add another five yeah, words no, next week. Because Good I was job. I was Good screwing job. up a lot in there, and I'm like, I'm gonna be low on time. And I am low on time. I like this motherfucker. <laughs> he's like running out of time, but then yeah, he still adds editorials in. An internal investigation at Activision Blizzard claims that they didn't ignore any harassment issues. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> so I guess actually he did like two twelve sure thing, words Bobby. or something. 
what are the biggest call-outs of, of some of these things? Look, there, there were a bunch of games we didn't cover in the Xbox Showcase. I chucked some of them in here because I know that um, that you, like, you put you were interested in uh, Intergot. Like, I think that Obsidian game looks cool. Um, yeah, that, very that looks unique. like very, very like left field, man. Like, well, yeah. well, what the fuck are they doing? But That's so when crazy. You, when you think about it, Grounded were also left field. So Obsidian's really doing That's stuff true, that people man. don't expect. That's true. That's um, true. And like you know, that Team Ninja game looked cool as well. So there's some cool stuff there that that we didn't mention in the main show. Mm. Yeah, look, yeah. I, in Diablo Immortal, like you, you've got it as mm. review bombing. I guess it's review bombing, but hundred percent, it is review bombing. bombing yeah. Well, yeah. but like, even what, if people put, what does that mean? That, look, review bombing, like just it's waves of people most likely that probably never even played it um mm. coming from reddit coming from their communities and just just saying hey let's freaking go and put 0.5 like it's pretty clear and in saying that there's obviously a lot of people that probably feel that it deserves that but it doesn't I mean, change the, the game the game yeah it's it's a weird one so i know the the one person i think it was a dude from new zealand Spend ten thousand Kiwi dollars. Yeah, more, more than dollars. that in the end. More yeah. now, like eighteen thousand yeah. since now or something, to get the highest five, five star, star yeah. rated legendary gem, gem or something. Yeah. Legend. I don't even know what they're well, called. I forget. And he still didn't get one after spending all that much money, yeah. which is is mind blowing. But here's the thing: it's a free game. You can play the campaign for free. You can play most of their content, no problem whatsoever. That, for example, someone like me playing it, if I could bother and I had the time to do it, I don't actually give a shit because I don't care about that end game stuff. I don't care about upgrading my equipment to the highest tier or whatever. Mm. So I can kind of see why people are pissed, especially people that are into it for for long-term play and stuff. But at the same time, for people that don't care about that end game shit, it's still a free Diablo game. So I don't see how you could possibly give it, you know one out of ten or something if it's a semi-decent diablo game other than of course to send a message that their practices are just absolute bullshit um so i'm really torn torn with this one on one hand i'm like yeah whatever you get a free game on the other hand i'm like i get it people should be pissed about this kind of stuff but i i i can see someone coming to the conclusion that it is one out of ten if they feel that the way that it's monetized is so predatory and so insidious that it actually just ruins the whole game loop if you don't spend money. Like, I, I can kind of see how... Because I feel like that about games like Candy Crush. Like, if you play it a little bit, it's like, oh, okay, cool, like a nice little game. And then you get these walls and it's like, come yeah, back in but... four hours. I'm like, fuck off, man. Like, this game is like yeah, shit yeah. to me. It's like, this is horrible. Like, I don't, because... what am I supposed to do, arrange my life around playing Candy Crush? Like, what the fuck? Mm. Well, it depends where you draw the line as to when the game finishes for people. So mm. now for someone like me who, who isn't into the end game grind of Diablo, it finishes when you finish the story. That's mm. it. You put the game down, you go away. Although it might be hard, but that's not what the game is about for a lot of people. But It is kind of like Candy Crush, repeating and playing, getting better gear, etc. By the way, the game um, is apparently in the first two weeks earned uh, more than $24 million. $24 mil. Yeah, so... because here's the thing, right? People complain on... on social media platforms and Reddit, whatever. There's there's a shit ton of people who never go on that platform. There's a shit ton of people that don't give yeah, a shit. Oh, there's yeah, a shit ton yeah. of people that have insane amounts of disposable income. They don't give a fuck. So 
and and activision know that there's always going to be whales that are going to get a shit ton of money and i think that is the model they'll get all those people who have plenty of money or don't give a shit get the money from them then they change the way the gameplay works a little bit to look like they're doing good to the community by tweaking a few things to make them a little more noble Mm. piss off to get a few more people that wouldn't have previously paid that much for it and that's how they make their big bucks. It's why it's such a successful model. It's insane. And it, it works because there's people that pay for that shit. The, mm. It's crazy to me. The 23% of that is attributed to South Korea, apparently. Like, pretty much a quarter of the revenue in South Korea alone. That's nuts. Yeah, it's a super different market, right? Like, a game yeah. like Lost Ark. Like, I, don't, I barely even know that game. And that's huge in South Korea. Like, freaking huge over there. So it's, yeah. Um, I'm actually going to download Diablo Immortal and try it out. Because it's on PC, which is kind of crazy. Like, after all the kerfuffle and everything, hey, do you, do you guys not have phones and everything? And then they actually it launch it on PC PC's. as well. I, I actually uh, went to so install good. it, right? I actually literally installed Diablo Immortal. Oh, okay. Hits, mm-hmm. um, and it's then hit the thing saying it would require 10 gig of my space, which I didn't have on, on mobile. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to install 10 gig oh, game mobile. On my shit, okay. well, yeah. I, yeah, I did dude, it on I, PC. Did you I put it on PC? pretty much couldn't do it on phone either, Swinney, because I've got a, hmm. a poor ass 64 gigabyte yeah. iPhone, and I'm like, there's just no way I yeah, can have same. 10 <laughs> gigs. Mike, this could be misinformation, but I've I had heard from other people's accounts that. I think you might need to set your character up on mobile before you play mm. it on PC. No, I played it on PC. No, no problem. So. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I played it. The okay, only so, thing is... So they've, um, they've got it wrong then. Yeah, no, I played it on PC. Um, it, I had no issues No issues okay. other than... It, it's clearly not um, designed PC first, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's like tap yeah, the screen to start, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Look, look, no, no, the, the controls are actually pretty good in a weird way. Mm. The game itself... I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't feel quite like Diablo in terms of the way it it it, it controls and feels. It's really hard to describe it. Mm-hmm. Comparing it to say Diablo three, Diablo three just feels more snappy and there's something. It's almost as if the calculations or something are done server side. I don't know. It's it's. Mm-hmm. I'm making that up, but it's something that didn't feel quite right. But what was really cool is that he could use W A S D to move your character instead of clicking and pointing. So if you were playing something um, uh, with a character like the rogue kind of character that's long range it was actually kind of cool it was a really cool control scheme and i enjoyed it the only thing that it's it was let down a little bit by other than the way the game felt is the graphics didn't have a lot of options because i guess it's still whatever the max resolutions would be for for phones yeah so i couldn't do native graphics for my my pc for example it wouldn't go that high i could just couldn't see the option anyway so there's a few things like that where like okay clearly it's not a proper pc game Hmm. Well, it but wasn't originally planned for PCs. So. I know, but I still find that kind of bizarre that they would port this and then a company as big as this, in my opinion, do a half assed job putting it on PC where they don't even have like native resolutions for a lot of computers. Well, so. If they find the player base on PC increases, they'll just they'll, they'll add Keep improvements to that it, stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, Blizzard always does that. Um, the thing for me, I if it wasn't such a busy week, I actually would have talked about this as a standalone thing, but... We had the Assassin's Creed kind of little, mm. um, I think it was 15th anniversary thing um, mm. this week. And those Valhalla updates, like the fact that the Discovery 2, which is awesome, that's like the educational mode of the previous three games, 
the fact that they've put a free version out now that um, anyone can download and has a completely separate achievement list as well, which is fun, um, is is really cool. I think that's great because that means that basically any school can you know that has access to that stuff can basically just get Discovery Tool for free. Um, and it's interesting to adding like a roguelite mode to Valhalla. I think that is actually the way they're positioning it. I think sounds pretty cool. And the last thing that wasn't in one minute but it's connected to it is they're also said but by the end of the year they'll release like the last piece of story a free update last piece of ava's story which is really cool because there is certain story beats that you didn't know how it had happened like you, you didn't know how things came to be basically valhalla and it makes sense that this might actually explain why okay. things are the way they are um in like the modern day part of valhalla so um, you're really excited about those updates. But the, but the big thing that you didn't write anywhere, which I was surprised about, is because my big takeaway with the Celebration live stream was that they announced another live stream in September where they're going to talk about the future yes. of Assassin's Creed, which I was like, mm. ooh, that, we should do that, this live for Sweet. That will be... That <laughs> See will him be, cry. That will likely uh. be where they announce <laughs> Assassin's Creed Rift or whatever the or final Infinite name is. or whatever. No, so Rift is Infinite the Rift. is Rift is the more traditional. Oh, so uh, they're still going to do a traditional. One. That is that is starring uh, mm. Vasim from uh, from Valhalla, and he's a very important character in that game. Okay. but basically, that is almost it's by all accounts like a bit of a return to the classic mo- model of Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. So it's likely because that was rumored originally to be a big expansion for Valhalla, but then they split it off to its own game. Again, these are all like reportedly stuff yeah um but the the indications are that that'll be something that releases at the end of this year um and obviously infinite as you sorry infinity infinity uh, sorry infinity, yeah, yeah, infinity is the like the live right. service platform thingy so are you gonna play that are you gonna play that 100 percent, i'll try it oh, okay. um but i so i think it's too early for them to talk about infinity at that thing so i think that'll be oh, you reckon rift yeah, I think it'll be too. They might hint at it because they've already announced it, but it'll that'll all be about that new game, I think. So, oh man, I see. I thought they would definitely need to get Infinity out there by like next year. So, well, they look, they might do, but the fact is, they've got another f- new game to release before then. So that's mm. why they, I think they'll have to focus on that one first. Do you, mm. you know what I find? I find I find Overwatch two being free to play with no loot box is really interesting because here's microsoft spending a trillion dollars on activision blizzard and then one of the biggest parts of the entire activision blizzard uh franchise of games that they have doesn't even have loot boxes or i didn't there's obviously another way to make money no well yeah so it has it has a battle pass and like seasons and stuff um, it's just more like I don't have much to include in these kind of yeah. quick run-throughs. I think no loot boxes was the important part because Overwatch was so criticised for their loot boxes. Huge part, huge difference. Yeah. It'd just be interesting to see how they monetize it successfully yeah, given I, how much they spent on it. I actually have to admit, like I missed the news that it was free-to-play, that they were switching for free-to-play for Overwatch yeah. 2. Hmm. So it was like the first thing they've shown in the Thank trailer, God for the right. one minute for the swim. <laughs> I know, I know you're saving me, Swinny. <laughs> yeah, like, would you jump into segment. Overwatch 2, Mike? Hell to the no, oh, baby. Man, okay. Nah, I don't play any of those games anymore. Really? I'm, I'm surprised you don't play that. It always surprises me, the games that you do you, and don't play. You're surprised I went through 
severe depression because of games games like that. I wanted to, you know. Yeah, but there's no loot boxes anymore. No, there's no loot boxes anymore. <laughs> it's not the loot boxes thing. It's, it's just, just a repetitive. The, uh, well, why did you play Diablo Immortal? That's like super repetitive. No, I wanted because I wanted to check it out. Okay. So, okay. but clearly, I have now, let's call it <laughs> matured enough. I know I'm not mature, but matured enough to be able to resist the temptations of those. So, games. with you trying that out, if maybe you know, even for whatever 10 minutes 15 minutes does that then break your blacklisting of activision oh. Blizzard games yeah i, I feel like it yeah I feel you like it kind of does. we still need you we yeah. still need your mic list your your mic yeah, blacklist. i think it does totally breaks yeah, it, it it breaks my list i'm a man of no principle <laughs> man <laughs> of no that's, principle that's not what the podcast <laughs> title said all right that's this podcast title man of no principle is there any other call outs michael swinney on this no, nope. nah, look, I think uh, just uh, I'll just say the whoever the hell at three four in three four three industries <laughs> made that uh, screw up with the oh. obviously accidental uh, na- naming of their thing for Juneteenth celebrations. What a pie in the face that is! That is such I a, I think that's a nice way. To, that's a nice way to put it. Oh, I'm pretty oh. sure it's accidental. Well, no, of course it, it's yeah, accidental, it man. Is, but but the, it is something where you're like, how did that happen? Because like, all the on. all the well, ships and stuff are named after animals, right? Is that? Where but it... yeah, we, we should explain. So they have yeah. like like trying to go just to the facts. So Juneteenth is you know a U.S. national holiday, which is about the emancipation of African Americans, right? So the sensitivity is about that. And Halo Infinite, all of their internal tools are named after animals, I believe. And even their ships and stuff. Very unfortunately. It slipped through that one of the pallets kept the internal name, which was Bonobo, which is a type of monkey. Hmm. And they actually like legitimately had it as like, here's a Juneteenth celebration pallet. It's like, Jesus. It's like, I can imagine the team discovering it and just being like, oh, oh man. Fuck. Yeah, they would have gone, oh, Get, how to fix it, fix it, turn it off, do whatever, rename it now. Oh, it's going to take three days. Yeah, you're fuck right. that. No just fucking write it in the database yeah. right now. No, there's, of course there's no chance. Because, I mean, you know, to, to put more context for people like me who aren't huge into Halo, I know that there's there's a vehicle called the Warthog, which again is another animal, and the Pelican is the flying one, which again is another animal. So I assume all their vehicles are named after animals and stuff, right? So yeah, but this was... Play a, this ghost is, a, is not an animal. But, no, but this uh, is an internal tool. So oh, like right, the so internal, internal tool, tool itself was called Bonobo, right. so... Which is like normal to have weird names internally. You just yeah. they don't, that normally doesn't translate out, and especially with the sensitivities and everything. It's like, mm. <laughs> oh my god, this game because they really didn't talk about Halo at any of the Xbox events. It's kind of like dying, and then this is like the only news about Halo Infinite that mm. really is like kind of you know stood out apart from the co-op coming what in August. So. So I don't have any more call-outs, but I have a prediction for next week. Ooh, one, okay. min for yes. the, one min for the swim. Okay. I predict that next week will be the week that I fail. I'm just putting oh. it out there. Well, you think, almost uh, failed this week. I know. I reckon this Same. next week's going to happen. Fail. You want to fail. I reckon it's going to fail. You want to get through it. Yeah. All right, let's go to the outro. Uh, there's nothing in the schedule again, Swinney. Uh, I will be talking about Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes because that is coming out in full. Uh, but outside of that, I, I don't know what's happening. I I tism. might I might give wait tism wait what they're they're back together right so <laughs> yeah to sue us 
Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> anyone week doesn't they might sue us. We don't. Anyone know. doesn't know there is a um a parody. There's an Australian uh, musical group um, that were popular in the '90s called Tism, which stands for This Is Serious Mum, yes. which and is formed they, of all teachers, pretty much. Yeah. And awesome. they are <laughs> responsible for the lovely um, song, intro song that we uh, kind of like stole. Um, parody of a parody band. Yes. <laughs> well, look, I wouldn't call them parody band. I mean, no, they're, they're just not satire, band. but they're it's not a parody band. Satire band, band um, yeah. They, okay. Tism have a lot of great songs. Yeah, they've got good songs. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the reason why Mike mentioned is that they're actually, they're actually playing like their first live show in like 20 years or something, aren't they? Can we go? When? Yes, when? 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Do, when is it exactly? Do you even know a single Tism song, Mike? No, I don't. But you I don't even like... know what the song is based on the intro to the show. <laughs> no, yes, I do. It's the footy one. But I want... I just, feel like, I just feel like now that we've talked about it especially, it'd be kind of cool to go see them. You know, it's funny. Their song, uh, He'll Never Be an Old Man River, is <laughs> like, I, I love that song, but I listen to it now and I'm like, that song could never come out this today. Oh, it is yeah, so bad. Is it? it is so bad. Even, even the, it's the, the name that, of the members. It's songs that goes, I'm on the drugs, I'm on the drugs, you kill oh, the River they Phoenix. Did that. Holy yeah. shit, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the, I like the Shane Warne song that they did, obviously, you know, like in the current oh, circumstances. Greg, Greg the Stop Sign is yeah, an Greg absolute banger. Um, and I don't the, even know if I should say the name of the lead singer of the band. Ron. No, do not say that. Leader of the uh, the National right. Socialist Party, Barassi. It's like, what? Yes. Like, there's yes. so much stuff that that band did that would not fly today. Yes. The the only thing I can think of otherwise for next week is Redout Two is is out, so I might actually check that game out. So that's like the F Zero Wipeout style uh, racer that Mm -hmm. I had my eye on. So yeah, outside of that, oh, I didn't, I haven't actually mentioned this. I did order Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Nice. So we'll be playing. I figured out a bit of a mic level scam on how to get it without paying crazy amount of money for it. So should work out to be about I don't know twenty thirty dollars for the DLC, which I think is acceptable. It the thing is with the Monster Hunter DLC, it's like a full game, like almost. It's like about two thirds of the base games normally. So, and the only other thing is uh, Amori. The um, so we covered that as part Mm. of like a Nintendo indie presentation that like crazy kind of like psychological Japanese JRPG style game dropped on Game Pass surprise uh, and Xbox today so and ah, let's cool. do a review next week of Shredder's Revenge yeah because we should play it yeah because yeah. it's not very long so ah look Joe, at this. if you're listening the, the show's full the show's full next week <laughs> already this. this is our behind the scenes writing of the show <laughs> It All is right. normally banter after the show, so <laughs> yeah, let's just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I just snorted. All right, with that, uh, we say bye-bye. See ya. <laughs> right, see ya.